For my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. Here, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to episode 107 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Halls Burkhart. And there is no Will Witten with us this week. He is on the coast visiting his mom. So I did a couple of emergency phone calls and I lined up not one, not two, but three amazing guests for you guys this week. So not only are you not having to suffer through a solo hall show, I got three guys who I love talking to. They are from one of my favorite podcasts, The Sith List. Joining me this week are Araj Dolashahi, Carlos Buddy Boo Arguello, and Les Gonzalez. Oh, wow. You know what? That is the coolest intro we've ever had. I'm going to have to uh, record that. What's yeah. up, Haas? How you doing? I'm good, buddy. How have you guys been? We're good. We're good. We're hot, but we're good. We are yeah, hot we're in, in the West here. Coast. Yeah, man. That's what I hear. Like, it's hot here. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's kind of always hot down here, but I think you guys have us beat right now. Yeah. We just you know what? We're at one. Today, it was 106 degrees. Mm-hmm. And it was ridiculous. It's it's Las Vegas weather is what yeah. I've been calling it. That's like Tatooine le- le- weather. <laughs> that is Jakku Tatooine yeah. levels. That's right. Oh, my That's God. Right. Just minus the sand. That. But we don't have the humidity like you do down there. You guys, oh, yeah. yeah That's got to be sticking nasty. <laughs> That's the worst part. Like, it's in the high 90s here today, but it is so humid, especially since we've been having some really crazy storms the last few days and just all that rain and shit. Um, yeah, causes you, just, you walk out and you feel you take a shower, you walk out, you feel like you just yeah, it's useless, yeah, it's just yeah. useless, right? It's yeah, like clothes just sticking, trying to breathe underwater or like those helmets in the abyss. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so for our good listeners that aren't familiar, they should be. You guys host a very excellent all things geek podcast, which I've had the pleasure of coming on a couple of times called The Sith List. How long have you guys been doing that for now? 
almost a we, year coming up on the yeah, almost one? yeah we're we're at 47 Seven, episodes yeah, right? 47 yeah so, so we're hitting we're getting, we're getting close and and you guys do it once a week have you guys missed any weeks or have you guys been we've never strong? missed a week never. Oh, if shit, we, so we always feel like if if like if we're going on vacation or something we'll do a show before mm-hmm. which is kind of crazy because sometimes we have to predict things yeah like yeah, i've heard that yeah um, but we try to get one out each week. Mm-hmm. At least. Well, awesome. So about a month away from your year anniversary. That's exciting. Yeah. Right. That's right. The, yeah. Les and Boo are going to buy me something. It's going to be great. Gonna <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll gonna buy him a tie like Father's Day or something. Yeah. Give yeah. me a watch. Yeah. Some, uh, Star Wars watch. A well, gold watch. Yeah. You're not retiring or anything. Oh, my like, God. Rush. <laughs> Rush boxers or something. My, yeah. my buddy Raj <laughs> loves him yeah. some Rush. Oh, exactly. Well, moving pictures, cover art on my boxer cool. briefs, twenty one twelve. All right. So before we get into the discussion this week, which will be mainly focused on Forces of Destiny, since that's pretty much the big uh, Star Wars happening for this week, there wasn't a whole lot going on. Um, let me give you guys the business real quick for our listeners out there. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Blue Harvest Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Blue Harvest Pod. You can email us at blueharvestpodcast at gmail.com. And you can buy our shirts and all that cool shit at tpublic.com slash user slash Blue Harvest Podcast. And guys, I don't know if you know, much like Rogue One, we are part of the Making Star Wars Podcast Network, along with such great podcasts as Now This Is Podcasting, Steel Wars, Rebel Girl, uh, Rogue One, Cantina Cast, Idiots Array, Tarkin's Top Shelf, First Order Transmissions, and The Cargo Hold. So there's a little business. That's how we do that around here, guys. You know what? <laughs> you know, I now I, I totally get why Will is so into the business. I, the first time listening to the business, you know, through my ear holes. That, yeah. was, van- that was fantastic. Hoss. That was great. That was smooth. Will likes the business so much, he gets so into it that every now and then he has to take a week or two off. So <laughs> let his body recover from all that business I've been giving him. Yeah, I get it. I, I totally understand. So, uh, like I said, we're going to be talking about Forces of Destiny, but there's something I am a very eager to pick you guys' brain about. Uh, not this last weekend, but the weekend before, I believe, you guys did something that I was very jealous of. You went to see my all-time favorite band, Tool, at yes. their, um, I don't know, end of the tour sort of festival show they did in San Bernardino. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the good old Berdino. How was it? <laughs> Uh, you know what? It was amazing. Yes, it was. It was hot. everything that I thought it would be. I haven't seen them for a good fifteen years, so oh well, wow, uh, yeah. So I haven't seen them in a long time, and uh, it was fantastic. But I was more excited to see what Les and what Boo thought about it because they have never seen them, mm-hmm. and you propped them up so well on our podcast. Yes, and you got. I'm so excited that they wanted to go. So thank you for that, by the way. And it ended up being a big group of people. It was mm-hmm. like at least 10 people with us. And some of the listeners of our podcast were sp- uh, spread and scattered around the whole arena. So oh, that's yeah. fantastic. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was actually pretty cool. Yeah. So, uh, Boo, unless you go ahead. Yeah, Boo, Boo, the yeah, person. Go ahead, Carlos. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Yeah. No, yeah. It, it was an actually, actually, it was really a really awesome concert. Um, the thing that I liked about it most, uh, 
was the way they they set themselves up on stage. They were they were like a, like a half moon shape, right? So nobody was like the center. So if all you enjoy, you you're not really concentrating on anybody. You're just enjoying the music and and the and the screen they have behind them. I thought that was really cool because you know you see bands, you know, there's the front man. With with them, I didn't. There was no real front man. So so you're just enjoying the music and and how how sharp they are all together was really cool. Just really seamless. Everybody everybody just. It, it just seemed to really work like they've they've played it with each other a long time. They know each other, know everything that that this person does, that person does that kind of thing. Yeah. And, and you were right there. Their drummer is amazing. Like guy kicks ass. Yeah. You guys yeah, got yeah, to so see overall, um, a great show. You guys got to see his. He did a drum solo, right? Oh, yeah. Sure <laughs> did. Oh, yeah. Pretty crazy, right? Mm, oh, yeah. I, yeah. Uh, Carlos is right. I love Maynard just stands right next to the drummer. And just paces back and forth. Yeah. And it looks very like Nosferatu kind of creepy. Yeah. But it works really well, especially in this tour setting with the special effects in the background and mm -hmm. lasers. It was it was fantastic. Yeah, they've been doing that setup for quite a while now. I think it really started when in like two thousand and one when they released Lateralis. Um before he was a little bit more of a front man, and I don't know if he just got tired of the having to do all the front man style antics or or what but yeah he started taking sort of a back seat and if you go see him in any of his projects he's he's never up front you know what i mean like um, yeah. In, yeah in a perfect circle he wears like the the weird wigs and sort of hangs out yeah, towards that's the right. back yeah yeah i've <laughs> seen them with uh, they opened up for 9 inch nails and i got to see him with them which was oh that must have been a badass show yeah. it was great it was great so the perfect circle that's still pretty damn good too yeah. oh yeah amazing. yeah i mean i don't like them as much as tool because it's a little more straightforward musically i like right. the real complex stuff that tool does uh but uh, that's not me hating on perfect circle they're just you know a uh they're the silver it's, if if tool is the gold medal then uh a perfect circle is the silver i am not into maynard sort of solo deal uh, Pussifer, I'm not a huge fan of that. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I, no, no, no. it's not. Yeah, I hear. Well, you. well, for me, I've listened to Tool for a long time, so to get to finally see them was actually really cool. Uh, the graphics were amazing, and just well, when I saw Rush with the Rod, we saw Rush a few years ago. Oh yeah, and and the musicianship is always something that marvelled me, and in the same for Tool, there's just an amazing movement in all their songs, and just to go from you know it's like just precision it's very precise yes. and it's amazingly precise <laughs> and you just find yourself like i've always found myself it lost in certain melodies in their songs and it's just for a rock band for me they're just the best yeah nice. there they are sure um but it sucked so thank out you, of there. Uh, that's what i was about to hear say is like uh, so you guys went um i'm friends with matt who they call trash bag matt on twitter he also yeah, I, went yeah Oh, cool! And uh, and a few other people on my Twitter account went, and every one of them was saying how bad the parking sucked to get out of oh, afterwards. Was it just? Let me let me handled? just tell you, I I got home at four in the morning, house, and oh, the show ended before before midnight. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. It was brutal. it was just a cluster. F. I can say fuck on this. Oh, yeah. On oh, are you kidding me? We got a song <laughs> about kidding. cockheads on this. That's right, I that's forgot, right. I forgot, I forgot. That's right. Yeah, yeah, it was so, fucking brutal, man. It was man. fucking it was so it was a goddamn fuck. horrible. It was awful. They need to figure their shit out. It was just, it was not cool. <laughs> yeah. That and, turned, 
from what I understand, uh, Tool are looking to maybe make that a yearly thing in San Bernardino. Um, That's sort of like, I guess, their own little local festival. Because it was Tool, Primus, uh, which I know you were excited about, Araj, right? Yeah, huge Primus fan. And um, did you guys get to check out any of the other bands? We did. We did. We we watched Mike Patton's band. Weird. Which were they were pretty trippy. They were pretty trippy. <laughs> Phantomus. Uh, Phantomus. And then Primus came on and they were awesome. They just there wasn't enough of Primus. Yeah, it was too no, short. No, and then uh Crystal Method didn't I mean they did a DJ set. Crystal so Method did a DJ set in between. They got all the lost acts. in the shuffle. Yeah. 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 I mean you know, uh, that's a weird addition to that lineup because they from what I understand, they just sort of did their stuff in between like while bands were setting up and stuff. Yeah, exactly. And it, and it was, it, it was a DJ set. So yeah, it wasn't like they were actually doing their songs. Right. They were trying to mix stuff and just keep, you know, music coming through the speakers pretty mm-hmm. much. And that, that wasn't cool. Right. At one point, Carlos, we were like, is this crystal method on right now? We yeah. didn't, we couldn't tell. Oh exactly. really? Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Primus came on, did their thing. And then they finally, when they, did in between uh, Primus and Tool, they finally announced, "Oh yeah, we're the Crystal Method," and everybody's like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> oh, I right. got you, yeah, <laughs> okay." And so, yeah, they just, yeah, it was really weird, and and they were just there to keep music going, which it doesn't do them justice because they are actually pretty, oh, they're a pretty good group too. Yes, yes, um, and um, super jealous. You guys got to see one of my favorite songs that I have, and and I haven't seen Tool in an or, inordinate amount of times live, like maybe five or six at this point. Um, and I've it's not bad for Tool, huh? No, it's not considering bad how how little they tour, yeah. especially lately. And then you know you also factor in that when they tour, they don't necessarily come around my neck of the woods that often. Um, but you guys got to see the pot, which I am super jealous of because I've still never seen them do that one live. Oh, it was fantastic. Yeah, it was no, amazing. It was awesome. fantastic. Did you get my uh, video that I sent you that I sound like a cackling <laughs> imbecile? Mm. Oh, you sound, so, you sound so excited. Yeah, I got that. <laughs> yeah. um, and, okay, to wrap it up real quick, on the Sith list, Araj, did I hear correctly? That you got into a little bit of a pit situation? Oh, not not, not only did not I get a into little, a, yeah. I got into a big pit situation, yeah. and I have video of it. Um, not not of me in it, but what happened is, you know, when you're in a pit, I haven't done a pit, gosh, probably in like seven eight years. And you know, when you turn around on a pit, you can just start throwing people and just catching people and picking up people if they fall down. There's pit etiquette, you know. You know how it goes. <laughs> right, right. So, well, I was doing that, but some jabroni <laughs> decided to lock arms with me while I was I wasn't even in the pit while he was going around and around he locked arms with That's me right. and said come with me bro and I had no choice so I was pretty much in it and there was a big fire in the middle of the pit yeah oh, that that was so just burning like shit. garbage yeah, yeah so what started a, collecting a and burning their shoes like garbage they were candy. burning yeah, styrofoam yeah, yeah, was, oh my really god bad. it's like toxic waste fire it's, going it on it was it yeah. was yeah I came out of there with no, some, it was a bad. pretty it, bad burn on my it lungs. was a bad yeah. situation it was a bad situation so like I went around two or three times and then I'm like what the fuck am I doing get the hell out of here so then I busted out. And and then I pers- yeah uh, resumed to be throwing people in and out. And <laughs> yeah, you played goalie out. right there, you know. Just, yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I got a little pit action in there, Haas. I gotta say, of all the Tool concerts I've been to, that is 
not what I'm accustomed to seeing uh, lit on fire and inhaled at a Tool concert. So yeah. right now there was other there was, <laughs> there other, was other stuff. Thing. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure there was some other stuff. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure being on the lawn, you guys could have played a real uh, solid game of count the joint. Oh, we, oh, we sure pretty did. much did. I think everyone did. I think that's why Maynard played the pot. Probably. Well, security yeah. walks up and he goes, so you guys can smoke, just don't start fires. Yeah, they literally told people around us, you guys can smoke whatever you want, just please don't start a fire. That's funny. And then well, literally about an hour oh later, there somebody was a started fire, a, fucking a fire. massive fire. That's yeah. fucked up, man. Like, I'm it all for funny. having a good time, but... That's dangerous. That's like some Woodstock '99 bullshit right there. That's the exact right. <laughs> Actually, I, I have that, a theory. That's what it felt, Raj. Because we ended up going to the fire, like we ended up making our way to where the fire was, and ended up running into some of our uh, some acquaintances of ours. Yes, I think that person might have started that fire. Yeah, pretty much. Because <laughs> when I'm standing there, I look and I go, "That looks like someone I know," and then he looks at me and gives me this grin, and he's like, "What's up?" And I'm like, "Oh, yeah. what's up?" And then I'm like. Oh, he started the fire. Yeah. <laughs> sure. oh, just, no. just from the grin. This guy that we know who does some crazy shit, he's probably the one who was like, let's burn this shit up right now. <laughs> wow. No, yeah, that was pretty crazy. <clears throat> well, oh, I'm glad I... you guys had a good time, you know. I, I, I yeah. realize Tool is not a band for everybody, so I, I'm glad to hear that, uh, you know, it was enjoyable at least. Oh, yeah, it was very enjoyable. Yeah, no, good. we all had a great time. I mean, even, even, and we had a couple of people in our group that have never even heard Tool before, and they oh, went wow. and they loved, they loved them. They loved them. That's awesome. Yeah, so they're, they're yeah, converted now. They're converted. Well, you know, they'll probably only have to wait another 10 years for a new album. So that's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm getting a little frustrated with that personally. Um, <laughs> God damn it. It's, it's funny. Come on, Blue Harvest, talk Tool. I love this. Hey, look, it's a slow Star Wars news week. They know it's coming. Um, <laughs> yeah, my my buddy Steve, who's in Stone Cobra that does our um, theme song, is also a big Tool fan. And he and I have had this pact since we, so pretty much since I moved to Birmingham, that whenever the new Tool album comes out, we are going to get like situated at my house and not listen to it until we're both together. Like it's <gasps> real lame. Like it's this real lame no, no, tool. No, I get it. Bro down. Right. And, um, <laughs> and it's funny. The first time we brought it up, I was like, look, it's been like three years since their last album. We probably <laughs> only have like two more years. And uh, no, we're already sitting at 11 years this year oh, since the last album. That's why I started laughing. But oh, didn't you tell God. me something about an animated feature that they might be trying to pull off? Well, they, they've they been talking since the last album of how they basically want to do their own version of The Wall that they would like to do like a, mm. you know, not really a concert movie, but like a, I don't know, is the, would you consider The Wall a musical or, or what? Like... No, the walls. It's a concept album. That's and it, the, right? The film. The film is yes, yeah. It you can consider it a musical at times. Sure. So, I, part of me kind of wonders is in, and there have been rumors that that's part of the delay behind this album is that they're going to do like a, a release of the album and a, a movie to go along with it. And I would be oh. stoked with that as long as it's worth the the long, long Twelve wait. Years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because they. What? There's no chance of that shit coming out this year. Like already, that that album is not coming out this year. Oh, that's brutal. so. You know, that sucks. Next year at the earliest, and I have my doubts about that, but we'll see. 
Me, me and Johnny Grosso have a, a pact when the new Nickelback album comes out that we're going <laughs> to oh. make sure we're together. And jump in front of a train? <laughs> no, I'm joking. Oh, oh my God. I'm so sorry joking. for that one. I should have said anything. <laughs> look, look, guys, all I'm trying to say is I saw a video on YouTube of Nickelback doing a Metallica song, and if you closed your eyes, you couldn't really tell that it was Nickelback and not Metallica. Uh, yeah, I heard that one before. We've heard that one before. To which I reply, yeah, but they did Sad But True, which is by no means the best Metallica song or the hardest Metallica song to pull off. So it's like easy mode and rock band. Oh, <laughs> it's the one star. All right. So um, like I mentioned earlier, uh, Star Wars Forces of Destiny premiered this week on monday and they've been putting out an episode every day uh i've caught the first four i haven't seen the one they put out yet today because i spent most of my afternoon watching the godfather three. Oh, which, uh, wait a minute yeah yep. yeah which uh i will be talking with johnny about yes on this week's rogue one and Can't wait um, to hear that so i haven't seen that one but i saw the first four i believe the first first one they released this week was the i can't remember their titles but the it was a ray episode and um it was her and bb8 being chased by that sort of um weird creature under the the sand the the creature you see stick its head up briefly in um the force awakens force awakens yes Mm -hmm. um so i guess we'll just go through these i mean they're short they're like you know three minutes a piece maybe maybe yeah, um, which, yeah and the, the intro is like 10 15 seconds yeah like third of it mm-hmm. off anyways which was surprising to me because i don't know why maybe this is just my own misunderstanding but i thought they were going to be more in the like adult swim cartoon length like 15 minutes or so yeah um, that's exactly what i thought but now they're they're pretty short and for what they are you know short little um stories i think they're pretty good i i'm actually really excited that they're doing 2d animation um i wish it was a little more polished 2d animation um but for what it is i i actually have enjoyed it pretty well so far um so i guess since they're so short and there's not a whole lot to discuss we'll just go through them uh sort of one by one what did you guys think of the uh the ray episode with the creature chasing bb8 yeah, Haas, I thought it was pretty cool. One um, one of the things that I liked most about um, this Forces of Destiny thing is that it reminded me a lot of I can't remember when it came out, but the Star Wars Clone Wars miniseries. Yeah, the that micro was, that was, series. The yeah, micro the micro series. series. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The art style on that it it looks similar to us. Not the same. I wish it was the same, but it's 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 not. But it, yeah, the, that art style I've always thought was really cool. I I think in this one it's a little bit more polished. It, it, it looks better, but, um, yeah, so, so that's the first thing that grabbed me. And then, um, was it, uh, how, yeah, how they find a way to give you a, um, I, I guess a cohesive story where, you know, things make sense and, you know, under three minutes or at three minutes, that's a pretty good job. Yeah, and for then, sure. yeah. And then the, uh, and then the, uh, the alien thing that you see reminds me of tremors and I fucking love tremors. Oh, so yeah. that, I was like, that's cool. <laughs> hey buddy, I am with you on some fucking tremors. I enjoy tremors, tremors too. Um, I love it. Tremors. <laughs> uh, 
You know, apparently, speaking of Tremors, there's a Tremors TV series in development. And, oh, yes, uh, there is. And Kevin Bacon is in talks to make at least an appearance in That's the first awesome. episode. That would be epic. Who's, who's making the show, though? Is it, I, I is don't it, know. Uh, Network television or is it cable? Uh, yeah. I, it, so... It, it may be one of those situations where they're making the show and then they're going to try and shop it around. They're going to try to sell it, yeah. okay. Gotcha. Or it might be Sci-Fi Channel. I can't remember. I just remember reading a, a quick little blurb on one of my movie news sites that I checked. They were like, Kevin Bacon's, uh, it looks like it might be returning for the Tremors TV show. Huh. So that's it. Cool. Might actually be sci-fi, Haas. I think it, it might actually end up. It there. makes sense. That would it makes yeah, sense. It oh, I mean, yeah. considering when I was a kid, like it seemed like the Tremors movies were playing every weekend on Sci-Fi. Yeah, it yeah. would definitely make sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was a constant loop. Yeah. <laughs> so what I liked um, about uh, the first two episodes, especially, is it was our first sort of new Ray content since The Force Awakens came out. Um, yeah, what has been unfortunate about the way the force awakens ended, which I love the movie and I love the ending, but it sort of, um, kept them from being able to do some of the things they've done in star Wars in the past. Like after the original star Wars came out in 1977, between that and empire, we had splinters of splinter of the mind's eye, Mm -hmm. the Marvel comics, newspaper comic strips and stuff that continued those characters adventures in between the movie and you can't really do that with Ray and those characters, the way that the force awakens ends. And apparently the last Jedi picks up right after that. So there's not any room to like, you know, put stories in between. So it was nice to see Ray. It was nice to see, you know, her and BB eight together. Like I uh, do. I wish it was longer. Of course. Like I want more. It's uh, it, that's my only complaint is that I would like it to be a little longer I'm interested to see what it's like. Apparently, they're going to package several of them together and run specials on either Disney or Disney XD. So I'm looking forward to see how that works out when they're sort of all put together. Yeah, like if it um, flows well. Yeah. What did you guys think of that first episode, Araj and Les? Yeah. yeah, well, this thing is pretty cool to me because obviously it fills in the gaps of when we don't see the characters, right? Obviously. So if I'm not mistaken, this is right after BB-8 and Ray take off and mm-hmm. BB-8's following mm-hmm. Ray. Yeah. So it, it makes me, and I know everything is canon this, canon that. And, you know, it's cool that it's canon. And I heard uh, I heard Rogue One uh, podcast the other day and, and Johnny was talking about you're searching for canon. But I kind of like that this is canon because it makes me feel, when I watch Force Awakens now, and Ray doesn't want to sell BBA to Unker Plot for that much money. It gives me that sense of, okay, I get it. Yeah, I get it even yeah. more now. Mm-hmm. You know, now you know. Of course, she was hungry, and but when you when you put the adventure in between now, it, they have a special bond together. So I, I like what they're doing, and I, like you guys both ha- just said, they they pack in a lot of content in a two two and a half minutes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, animation style. I'm not a huge fan. I like the 2D. Not a huge fan of the old, uh, like Scooby Doo looking kind of animation, but <laughs> gotcha. it works, and I'm interested in it. And it's Star Wars, so yeah, so I need. Like I said before, don't threaten me with a good time. Mm, yeah, no, <laughs> I I actually like the animation. Like I thought it was pretty cool. It reminded me of 
watching uh like i said before i've always had cartoon network on in the background at my house ever since the channel became a channel so they've always ran like little shorts and snippets here and there of all these things like johnny bravo and those things so it kind of it came off as like that style for me so i'm like i I like that but you guys just answered my biggest question i i hate to say this i would love star wars but i just don't get too deep into it yeah so right (laughs) so for me I had an immediate question of like, when did this happen? Like when, when did this whole little adventure between them happen? And you guys pretty much just placed all that for me right now. Roger just pretty much helped me out there. So, I mean, that was the only thing for me. I'm like, I like the little adventure. And then like you said, Raj, the question came up to me, like Canon, is this Canon? Is this going to, you know, fall somewhere in the timelines? And then like you said before, also has a uh, last Jedi is going to take, place right after force awakens so right. it's like to get the new content to hear ray's voice actually was like yeah, that's really a big cool. thing i love that i love so that hear... they got daisy ridley to come yes. back. Oh, so that's actually her, it's yeah. her yeah. voice sure. yeah so i was oh, like oh shit. shoot let me turn this up this oh, is actually her I voice yeah. sure that's awesome so <laughs> that part was really cool and then just to see little tiny adventures like that always help thicken the sauce for me right to, to you know it just helps thicken things up for me so I really, really did enjoy that part. And yes, of course, we want it to be longer. But if they're going to put these all together as like, you know, a 30 minute special later on, and I can gobble that up later. By the way, yeah. they got BBA to do the voice, too. <laughs> they, they got him out of. Uh, they dusted him off. Yeah. 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 They have a lot of uh, returning actresses. Um, uh, Felicity Jones is going to come back, is coming back to do Jen. Um, a, the uh, later Lapita Nyongo it does Maz Kanata's voice in the intro at the beginning, and yeah. then um, you know obviously Carrie Fisher uh, is not available to do Leia, so they have a different actress portraying her. Um, Natalie Portman probably not interested in coming back for three minute cartoons, but they yeah. have <laughs> they have uh, Catherine Tabor who did Padme's voice in the Clone Wars returning. To do her, so that's cool. Um, Did they use the same Carrie Fisher voice, the Princess Leia voice for Rebels? Is it the same voice actor? You know, you honestly, know? I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not I sure was, about that. I was wondering that. Um, yeah, I um, I dug the first episode. I, I've dug them all so far. Um, I thought at the end the Ray ones would end up being my favorite, but so far they're not. We'll get to them, my favorite in a little bit. Okay. Um, I think your favorite and my favorite are probably going to be the same. I'm just going to throw that out there right okay. now. As a All right. Um, so the second episode is uh, basically a continuation of the first. It's Ray and BB-8 on Jakku. Um, this time, though, they're on the run from Tito, who is the sort of little scavenger guy you see on the Lugga Beast in uh, The Force Awakens. He's the guy that catches BB-8 in the net. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Ray rescues him, um, which I thought was neat. I like like background characters in Star Wars. So um, when we can get like those like little more looks at the weird aliens and stuff, I always dig that. Um, yeah. You know, That's I really thought it was cool. neat. It That's was really... like a speeder bike chase. And then it had the callback at the end with the uh, the monster from the first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The graboid. That's what me yeah. and my buddy Boo are gonna start calling it. What'd you That's guys think right. of the uh what'd you think of the second one? 
I, I thought it was just just as good as the first. And I love the speeder bike chase, and I love the the anime. I did really like the animation when they were on the run, mm-hmm. and then they, <laughs> she made the move to like have them hit each other. I thought yeah. that was really cool. Yeah, yeah it was I, cool. I, I thought it was great. I, I really liked it. It is it has me wanting to watch the next one, yeah. and I think that's the most important thing. So yeah, I don't know about you guys, but. Yeah, so the uh, and anytime there's any kind of chase scene in Star Wars, I don't know what it is. It, it, it might be the sound effects or the speed or anything. It could be it could be a Tie Fighter, an X Wing, kind of the Millennium Falcon evolve. It could just be regular speeders on the ground. I don't know what it is, but next to like actual like car chase scenes in movies, I think they're like right there next to us being just as cool. So and it, yeah, so so I I thought the chase scene in this one was pretty awesome. And uh, yeah, and, and then having the uh, having the gravoid ending, that was, that, that was pretty good. The gravoid, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Star Wars does do pretty good chases. I, you know, I know a lot of people weren't as hyped on it for some reason, but that scene in the Force Awakens where um, Ray and Finn are in the Falcon running from the Tie Fighters through that crashed Star Destroyer, I thought oh, that was yeah. fucking excellent. That was, that was, that was incredible. That was amazing. It was incredible. My my only question watching this second uh, force of death, this one, there's like almost never a moment of calm for anyone, is there? No. Yeah, no. they have to pack Jeez it all in. Please, man, it's well, like, <laughs> let's walk from this adventure. Oh shit, another adventure! Oh, now shit, we gotta yeah. jump oh, onto this word. and get the hell out of here. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> like, um, if you sit down and look at Star Wars canon in general, yeah, it looks like none of our main characters ever have a fucking day off. Like, it yeah. seems like they, as soon as they're part of the whole conflict, they are balls to the wall till it's over. Yeah, um, that's true. And, and that, for me, I'm like, oh, so now she's got to do this. And oh, shit, she did. Whoa, okay, she's out of that. Cool. Yeah, but, and then yeah it's like <laughs> the very next day, she's, you know, they, she has to take BB 8 into the market and they meet Finn. Then right. all the shit goes explosions <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All Stop. of a sudden, from there, yeah, you're getting blown up and jumping in the Falcon to fly off. Star Wars characters really need a yoga day. They, they, yeah, they need a spa day yeah. for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, hang out on the couch and watch some fucking space Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Even when they went to dinner in Empire, they ended up getting <laughs> right. right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's they, like, yeah. We're gonna go enjoy dinner with a friend. And, yeah, yeah, there you go. Please join us for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then the third one uh, was the indoor one with Leia and Wicket, which yeah. I fucking loved. I loved <laughs> you love that. that one. I that was the one I this, that's the one I did it like really. Oh, oh, I fucking loved it, man. Well, then I, think, I guess our favorites our favorites are not the same. Oh, well, yours wasn't that one. No, 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 it's not my favorite. It, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Until oh, okay. the one after, it was my favorite. Oh, okay. But I, I don't know, man. Like, I guess in, in if any of our listeners are also Steel Wars listeners, mm-hmm. they will have heard this point of view before. And it's one I completely agree with. Like, I just, I have never been one of those Ewok haters. I get, because I was born in 83, the year Jedi came out. So by the time I was four or five, I had seen Jedi finally. And holy crap, was I all about the Ewoks. So... <laughs> You know, it was kind of a shock to me when I grew up and people were like, yeah, fuck the Ewoks. Um, and plus, you know what? It was just nice seeing another Leia story. It that, was That part was cool. Yes. Man, and, and you know, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with sort of the internet chatter about the dress that the Ewoks give Leia and how people are like, where the fuck did they get this dress? Like, 
If you put two, I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you where they got a hoss. <laughs> Where's that? Fucking Ewoks ate a woman. That's what they did. <laughs> yeah. They fucking yeah, they ate somebody, someone. and that's the leftovers. Uh, I don't know. I like to think that they're just really fast tailors. And they were <laughs> like, oh, "We you got this. Was- we got this, lady." Um, Perfectly fitted. Yeah. I think it's kind of fucked up that that stormtrooper tried to shoot Wicket in the dick, though. That's uh, <laughs> I wasn't cool with that. What you? I was wondering why the stormtrooper wasn't shooting earlier. I was like, yeah, yeah. When I saw them, I was a, like, they would have murdered them immediately. They're having they a straight just conversation. Fucking, yeah, they, it, it would have been a turkey shoot. It would have yeah. been one of those dance motherfucker dance. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you shoot the fucking thing. Yeah. Yeah, but they didn't. Whatever. They would have missed anyways. Yeah, yeah, really. they, yeah, yeah that's exactly. True. That's probably yeah. why he tried to shoot him in the dick. Yeah. <laughs> Aiming for his head. He's like, oh, he's like headshot. Oh, wait, the other yeah, head. I'm sure. <laughs> um, yeah, do you guys have anything else to add to that one? I, I, I just, I like how they added the dress thing. That was cool. That, that was pretty cool. It was Cause nice. Because you always yeah. wondered where the fuck did she get that dress? Well, you're still wondering, like, how do they have that dress? But it was nice to see them hand it over to her see, see but the thing i was wondering is how does that fit into the into the timeline so they blow up they blow up the force field on mm-hmm. han and her this is before this so this is right after she falls off the the bike this is right after she meets wicket yes yes, but, yes. But, yeah but the next time you see her and they join up again she's not in the dress yes she is yes she is she is yeah the next dress. time they see her is when they all get brought into the ewok village and the ewoks are about to cook and eat them Oh, yeah. like okay. when C3PO's the yes. barbecue. Oh, and then, yeah, and, and then uh, and then Luke levitates him and makes mm-hmm. him look like a yeah. Okay, yeah. No, so, yeah. so it's basically like they're just finding these little spots. Yeah, at least, as, yeah. As far as the um, sort of you know main trilogy characters. Yes, I was about to say that. As yeah. far as like. Leia and, and, and Ray so far. They're finding yeah. these little pockets where they can just insert like a tiny little story. Which is cool. Yeah, it's yeah, fine. Yeah. Yeah. Why and, not? And I get uh, what Les is saying. And I don't want, like, I'm getting a little tired of stories in this new Star Wars canon being set in between episode four and five because eventually, like, there's just going to be too much going on in those three years. Yeah. Um, right. But, you know, this is sort of innocuous, the way they insert it. It's just I don't want the canon to become too jumbled and too, you know, with too much stuff going on in between the big moments in the films and stuff because I kind of feel like it got that way in the previous expanded universe stuff that they consider legends now. And I would prefer that they uh, avoid that, but Disney trying to make that money. so. Yep. They're all yeah. about that cha-ching. But but you also That's have to job number one. posit that from the moment she meets Wicket to the moment of regrouping, there's got to be at least one adventure in there. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah it, can't be, it can't perfectly. be an easy yes. walk back to the thing. Yeah. I mean, did you <laughs> say of course shot. easy walk? I did. Okay, just wanted to make sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you have to at least think that okay, it's not just going to be all right. Let's go and regroup with the rally up with the troops no something's gonna go down so that damn story groups having having a ball around that oh table. yeah yeah like what about this well you know and I, I think things will open up a lot more maybe after episode eight but probably more likely after episode nine once they have this sequel trilogy sort of set in stone i think they'll be able to go in and start filling in in between the um return of the jedi and the force awakens yeah yeah, and they, yeah, they put they definitely will. That'll be their main focus, probably. Yeah, 
And that's what the video game does, right? The next one, the Battlefront Two. Um, well, yeah, Jedi, it's gonna be yeah, it's gonna have. Um, uh, the storyline is after Return of the Jedi. I don't know yeah. how far it's going to stretch. You know how how much of a time period it's going to cover. I know they have said that it's at some point it's going to deal with some Luke Skywalker post Return of the Jedi stuff. So I'm kind of interested to check that out. Yeah, that's going to be cool. Um. All right. What was after the la- ah? My favorite one so far, the Ahsoka one. Yes. Um, yes. That, that was very cool. Yes. Really cool. Um, it was great seeing Ahsoka again. Uh, once again, it was great. They got all the Clone Wars actors, voice actors to come back. Matt Lantner. Lant- Lantner? Lantner. Lantner. Yeah, as uh, Anakin. Tom Kane as Yoda. And um, Ashley Eckstein as Ahsoka. Um, <laughs> interesting little piece of maybe foreshadowing or tie-in to the last Jedi. Um, you know, the scene where like Yoda and Anakin are hanging out in front of the big force tree or the big tree. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, right. there has been some oh. interesting tree related rumors and speculations uh, posted by Jason from making star Wars. We nice. know there is some sort of big tree involved in episode eight. So, Wow, there's your link right there. Uh, it might be some sort of tiny link, you know. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I, I noticed the tree, but I didn't even put two in Yeah, I, I didn't even think of the tree. I was like, oh, Jason Ward. I, I just thought it was like a garden. Figuring it out. I was like, out. oh, look at that. Well, you yeah, know, so I. I think the only reason that uh, some people would know that as being a quote-unquote force tree or whatever is leading up to The Force Awakens, they put out a comic series called Shattered Empire. That mm-hmm, sort right. of covered the first, I don't know, maybe few months after the Battle of Endor. Right. And each issue sort of uh, detail, like, had the main character, which was um, Poe Dameron's mom, um, right. interacting with one of the original trilogy group. And didn't, didn't Luke give Poe Dameron's mom one of, one of the trees? Well, one of the so, very important trees? so part of Luke's story in that was he and Poe Dameron's mom broke into a Imperial science facility that was still running that had in its possession two, I guess, saplings cut from that force tree that you see Yoda and um, Anakin hanging out in front of and forces of destiny. There it is. And Luke takes one and he gives Poe Dameron's mom one and she takes it back to Yavin and plants it with her husband and they have, little baby Poe Dameron on Yavin. Um, so that's why, you know, a lot of people are making that connection. And it was also in an episode of Clone Wars, I believe, towards the end, like maybe one of the Yoda arcs or something. Um, so. But the tree was? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay, gotcha. gotcha. So uh, I, I dug the action in this one. Um, I, I don't know why, but I dug the design of that big robot. That, yeah, that's pretty uh, cool that uh, Ahsoka uh, tussles with. What do you guys think about this one? Yeah, I, 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 this one was one of my favorites. Uh, it was really cool. It, was, it, it made me feel like I was watching Clone Wars again, which yeah. was great, which was very cool. And, and I, I love Ahsoka, and Ashley Eckstein nails it every time she does it. And just it really cool. And I love at the end, if you look at Ahsoka's face, she just looks like she went through it. If, if you go back and look at it, she has 
the not only dirt. the the pain yeah. that she always has, but she, it, she has like not scars, but like scratches mm-hmm. and like kind of dirt on her face, like she went through it. They even had that detail, which is really cool. And I like how he called her snips. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes, which was, which was very cool. I didn't like Yoda's look, though, man. Yoda looked pretty distressed. <laughs> you know, Yoda looked, Yoda looked like a little a mi- tired. He's a million years old. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> He's you know, gonna give, give him some slack. Yeah, yeah, give him some. Yeah. It's it's interesting how the different animation styles sort of interpret Yoda. He looked a little yeah. weird to me when he was in the micro series, the original Clone Wars two yes, D yes, animated. Me too. Me too. Then in the three D Clone Wars, the one that's actually considered canon, I really like his design in that one. Mm-hmm. Um, in Rebels, he looked a little weird. He looked kind of like <laughs> a Kenner action figure version. Um, and yeah, then, yeah, this one was a little weird too. I will agree with that. Yeah, so that threw me off a little bit, but the overall, it was one of my favorite ones. It was really no, good. But to see Yoda was really cool. Yeah, to yeah. see Yoda yeah. and Anakin, I was like, oh, Anakin's this is awesome. thick old eyebrows that yeah. he has on, just to emphasize awesome. he has eyebrows. And then <laughs> people were saying, uh, they were wondering when was this because the, there's no scar. So people were trying to place. Oh, when, when I didn't even happening. notice that. Yeah, so that's yeah. got to be. Good call. That's got to be pretty well. Does that make sense then? Because I'm trying to remember in the Clone Wars movie, the one that sort of kicked off the 3D animated series, when Anakin gets Ahsoka as his Padawan. Yeah, right. Does he have the scar then? And I can't remember. Because I'm 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 trying to remember too. I think at the end he gets the scar from Count Dooku when he takes off his arm. I believe because I'm I'm pretty sure throughout the whole movie he's fine. And then at the end, he gets the scar. No, no, uh, the, no, the no. eye scar happens sometime in between episode two and three. Ah, yeah, he doesn't okay. have it at the end of two, but he has it in three. And they, yes. I believe they showed you how he got it in the micro series, but that's not considered canon anymore. So, what? Yeah, yeah, that micro yeah. series is, is not considered canon. Just no, it's the, not. Oh, that was amazing. You loved too. that one. Huh? I did as a kid. That was the shit. Oh, I I dug it too. It was it was awesome because it came out in between two and three, and it gave me something to look forward to and exactly yeah and stuff like that. Um, so Les, you were saying this one is your favorite, buddy? Yes, cool. definitely. Yeah, I I just like the it's basically a a, a baptism of fire for Ahsoka. She's she's a mysterious like a mysterious character for me. Oh yeah. I want to know I want to know so much more. I want to see more of her. I want to see if she will show up in the last Jedi or in the trilogy at all. I like it's just a thread that is pulsing for me constantly. It's always a question for me. Have you watched uh, any- um Clone Wars? I've watched Clone Wars here and there. I've oh, watched man. uh certain seasons um yeah. I know I need to just dive right in and go through the yeah, whole thing, but especially yeah, it's, it's, as a fan of yeah, as a fan of animation, for yes. sure you got to check it out because you know the first couple of seasons there are some definitely rough points to go through, but the right. time but by like halfway through season two into season three, they really hit their stride, and then like in season four, five, and then the the half of a season six that we got. They do some amazing things with that, you know, sort of television, uh, CGI animation stuff that, like, in my opinion, some scenes rival, like, the actual Star Wars movies. And uh, you get the really cool Darth Maul storyline. You get, and Ahsoka's storyline arc 
from the the movie till she's not in the series anymore is incredible. Right. And and the the episodes where they sort of write her off. We don't know right now Ahsoka's fate. That's sort of up in the air as far as Star Wars canon is is going right now. Yes. Um but the 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 string of episodes where they write her off of Clone Wars is amazing. It's so good. Oh yeah, that last episode. Oh my god! And then um, you get cool Mandalorian stuff. It's it's worth checking out. Uh, I got some homework to do then. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I definitely prefer it to Rebels, which is you know their show that they have going on now. Oh yes. yeah, it's well well above Rebels. My opinion um, too. Yeah. So you guys watched the newest one? I haven't seen it yet because, like I said, <laughs> I was watching The Godfather three and. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys said it's another Leia episode, but it's it's set on Hoth and has something to do with a Wampa? Yes. Yeah, cool. it's set on Hoth, and it's right outside the base. No, no, no. The, uh, the Rebel base. Yeah, yes. but it's, 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 is it outside or inside? It's outside. The... Well, it starts inside, yes. and, but, but I think Chewie's doing something outside in the corridors. Yeah, because she, she's telling him to make more corridors yeah, or something like, like that, that right? right. Yeah, so, so he's trying to expand the base. Yeah, yeah. She, can't, she can't find Chewie. Yeah, she's like, what the fuck's Chewie, yeah. And Chewie's like, Argh. Yeah, he's like, like, fucking help me. And so he's yeah. got he's in a little bear hug, like, just chilling. He's he's literally a teddy bear to the Wampa, yeah. which is the funny part. He's holding... He's the the Wampa's asleep and Chewie's like fucking help me and he's being like yes. held like a little like a little fucking teddy bear. He's his face is like oh shit. Oh yeah, he looks so distressed. Yeah, and that face never leaves him throughout the whole episode. No. He looks like he has to take a shit. Yeah. He looks like he has to take a big wookie yeah, shit. Yeah, he's he's struck with some real fear. Yeah, he's yeah, constipated. He is, yeah. he is oh, scared. Man, yeah. Um. So that was pretty funny. Uh, that was the, yeah. It was cool. How's the character design on Chewie? How's he look in that sort of format? Not good. He doesn't look like... We all know it's Chewbacca, but he doesn't look like Chewie. He doesn't look like Chewie at all. Mm. Okay. In my opinion. In my opinion. He looks a little more glamorous. Like, he looks... looks, It just doesn't look... Chewie's got, like, rough... You know, he's yeah, he's rough. very smooth in this. Yeah, one. this one, yeah. it's I, just it a just smooth animation. It's, Leia looked good. Leia sounded good. Yeah, she yeah. sounded good. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that that's what it was, and and it, it's interesting because the deleted scenes in Empire Strikes Back has that Wampa on the base or very close to the base. Oh, so have you ever yeah. seen the deleted scenes? Yeah, so it's kind of like a callback to that. Oh, that's you know, cool. He, yeah, like I guess they had either trapped or had captured some Wampas uh, on Echo Base. There's yes. a, there's even a um, in one of the deleted scenes when they're trying to leave the base. There's a sign on one of the doors that says, like, do not enter or something. And C-3PO goes by and tears the sign down as he's walking by. And so these stormtroopers come and they turn and go in the door since that sign's not there. And they walk into a room full of wampas. No, or, I think uh, wampa. that's what happens in this. Oh, really? Leia ends up trapping it into the, right? It runs after oh, her. Yeah, yeah, and she's like, the open door. this door, open that door. Yeah. And it's basically cat and mouse. She dives out of the way, and then it gets locked into mm-hmm. a room, and they seal that room off. Yeah, yeah. so it's pretty cool. If that that's is what they were thinking, really cool. Yeah, if that's what they were, and I guarantee that's what they were doing. Yeah, and that that it makes it even better. Okay, now see, now that helps a lot because that places stuff for me, mm-hmm. and that's from a deleted scene. But Which they're, they're just figuring that every awesome huge too. Star Wars fan has seen the <laughs> scenes, so, and they'll right. appreciate it. Which yeah. is cool. I like that they've. Uh... <clears throat> referenced something like that for the you know the more hardcore fans like 
it would be real easy for them to just make these three little three minute little cartoons and put them up online and you know have them be sort of just a basic story which they kind of are and that's fine but to have like those little things in there that call back to something that you know people that are batshit crazy about star wars and you're going to know about the deleted scenes from empire strikes back will get a call back to yeah if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna make something like this that's two three minutes why not do that Mm -hmm. you know what i mean why not well does this (coughs) take the take the uh form of fan service in a way well yeah don't yeah well the whole thing is like hey guys just chew on this for a little bit yeah but i got no problem with fan service Mm -hmm. you know fan service is is one of those things that a lot of people will look down on and then you know i can i there are definitely elements of fan service that uh will get on my nerves um and then other ones like Sometimes fan service is just so good that I don't give a fuck. That Darth Vader scene at the end of Rogue One is the epitome of fan service. Oh, oh mm-hmm. yeah. But who gives a shit? Who gives a fuck? It was awesome. Yes, it was. Absolutely. Um, I don't hear anybody complaining about that. Mm-mm. No, <laughs> yeah. not at all. Um, so we've got some emails and things Ooh. of that nature to go over. And there is a very special way that we start that segment every week. Eesh. Oh, yeah. So we are going to do that right now. And uh, then we'll get into you guys' uh, voicemails and all that good stuff. And we'll uh, we'll have a good old time. Nice. It's a fucking thing of beauty. It, it really yeah. is. And, and, and I was worried about saying fuck. Yeah, really? <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, yo, can I say yeah, fuck I totally on forgot. here? I totally yeah, forgot. I totally forgot. You about ready you. for a minute and a half of the word cock? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, first up, we've got an email from our buddy Matt Frost. All the way from down under. Um, hi, Halls and Will. If you're keen, student. It's your keen student of Southern culture, Matt Frost here. It's summertime in the Northern Hemisphere, so I pictured the two of you dressed in your finest white linen suits, reclining in lawn chairs in the shade of an old oak, sipping old fashions and debating cotton prices while the women folk fix biscuits and gravy. Sorry that got a little wrong there at the end, but you two would definitely look killer in matching white suits. Shit, I would look like the fucking Stay Puft Marshmallow Man in a white suit. (laughs) I have a question for you both, but if it's something you've covered before, don't feel like you need to revisit it for me. In the prequel trilogy, George Lucas portrayed the Jedi as more or less an order of warrior monks. 
Although this was a completely valid story choice, it didn't really work well for me. It just didn't align with my childish imagination. It seems to me that the sequel trilogy is heading towards a soft reboot of the Jedi, and I'm pretty excited to see what they do. My question is, what type of archetypes do you think they might draw from? I know you gents love samurai, but there's also medieval knights, swashbuckling adventurers, cowboys, etc. Keep up the stellar work. I really enjoy listening to your show. You two are my second favorite southern gents, just behind Johnny Cash. All the best to you and yours, Matt. That's a good question, Matt. I like that one. That's pretty cool. Really um, good question. So, I I kind of feel like, you know, when in the trailer for The Last Jedi, when Luke Skywalker says, I only know th- one thing, the Jedi must end, I think he means, or eventually will mean, the way the Jedi were in the prequel era. Because clearly that mm-hmm. didn't really work. Um, he brought up samurai. I would love to see instead of this is what I would like to see instead of a centralized Jedi order, you know, they sort of spread out across the galaxy. So where like, you know, in certain sectors you may have one Jedi and his apprentice and they're sort of like the protectors of that sector of the galaxy and, and very samurai like. Um, you know, and then, you know, maybe this Jedi doesn't exactly follow the same rules as Luke and his apprentice or Ray and her apprentice. They, you know, they can have differing opinions as long as they still, uh, sort of adhere to the light side of the force. Now, what also that would open up is you have bad Jedi, like, let's say, you know, in the Jedi in this sector are starting to veer towards the, the dark side. And then you could have Luke ha- or Ray or, you know, an, another Jedi pair sort of have to go and uh, put them back into line. And then that, that would, in my opinion, open the story up uh, for, you know, a potential sequel to the sequel trilogy. Like if they end up doing a 10, 11, 12, right. then, you know, that would, I, I want to see a bunch of Jedi fighting each other fucking Braveheart style. And it hasn't happened yet. So um, in the movies, at least. And, you know, I I would I I just kind of like the idea of them going the more sort of samurai route. But as Matt um, said, Will and I are fucking crazy about some samurai and samurai (laughs) culture. So, you know, that's a, a no brainer for me. What do you guys let me hear from each of you? What would you like to see the uh, Jedi Order sort of evolve into? Well, um, if I'm not mistaken, most uh, classic warriors, the medieval knight, the Saracens from like the Arabs communities back then that that ran shit, you know, ran shit, even Mongols, like all all of the classic conquerors and let's not and forget the kickers. persian empire last oh place. sorry yes our persian empire they can like yeah and they could back in the persian empire they could control time and shit i saw a movie and played several video games about this Raj. <laughs> i know it to be true movies and video games do not lie you can, i know Raj. like if you're running and you jump you can fast forward that shit in time so you don't miss the jump Trust. That is awesome. Just watch. Just wait. Just wait. I'm wait. I'm just waiting for. I'm waiting for the right time to pull that shit off. Yeah. Uh, but but the thing is, is uh, it, I think they all, especially the samurai culture, 
there's all different types. So you have the the strict, you know, they follow the the code of Bushido all the way through. And then, like you said, there's so you have those. Uh, maybe you'll have the <laughs> Jedi that follow to the letter. Right. Then you'll have the 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 dark ones that you know they only take you know care about themselves. And then there's what about like you know the wandering. What about a type of Ronin. wandering Jedi, Ronin you know, or the stuff, or yeah. a masterless? Exactly, like I follow nothing; I just do my own thing. That would be kind of cool too to just you know see a Jedi that plays both sides and wanders around, and he's like, "Well, I'm here," you know. And that's like one of my favorite. Uh, and I'm going to bring it up, but one of my favorite anime is, uh, I'm not mistaken. Oh my god, Ninja Scroll. Uh, okay, yeah, I dig yeah, some Ninja and, Scroll. And, and, yeah, and Jubei is just a wandering guy, and he just, you know, he gets into a conflict, and he's like, okay, I see what's good over here, what's bad over there. I'm going to help these guys out, and he kicks ass, and then he just rolls out. So, I mean, that would be, I think that would be pretty cool to see uh, some kind of some kind of play on that kind of thing, you know, like a, a masterless or like a Ronin type or just a wandering warrior Jedi. I, uh, I have a fucked up story about Ninja Scroll. Uh-oh. Uh, I rented it as a, like sort of older kid, early teenager. And, uh, you know, my dad took me to the the video store. I wanted to rent that. And he was like, a rated R cartoon? That's weird. Well, whatever. Like, my parents didn't give a fuck what I watched. He just thought <laughs> it was weird that it was rated R. And so it kind of intrigued him, and he wanted to stay up and watch it with me. And anybody that's seen Ninja Scroll knows there's a pretty graphic nude scene, like, I don't know, 15 or 20 minutes in, like graphic. And my dad just looked at me and he goes, what the fuck are we watching? And I was like, "Uh, I did not know this was going to happen. I did not see this coming. It was uh, it was a whole new world. Uh, yes, it was. Guys, like, I know Boo didn't because he's younger than both all three of us. But <laughs> did you guys ever get into that ninja phase where you watch American Ninja, the American Ninja one, two, and three? Dude, and, yes, and yes. Dressed like fucking ninjas. I, I went thought to I was. Yeah, was a ninja during Halloween, and my dad made my outfit. It was a shitty outfit, but my dad made an outfit, and it looked like a really cheapy hobo ninja, but. I was yeah, sh- no, you reenact the scenes like yeah, oh, like, dude, the, the slippers that had the little between your toes. Oh yeah, the I karate was so shoes. Into yeah, everything. Oh, oh dude, damn. So, I used to climb the roof. all day long. I used to climb on the roof of my house, and my dad would be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah, you don't- <laughs> They're like, oh, watch this. And I'd get ready to jump off. And oh, he's like, shit. get your ass down right now. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, I did all that stuff. Dude. Yeah, oh, I, thought I, was- I thought I was the only one. That mid-80s ninja craze that hit, or yes. sort of late 80s, because I remember it. Like it was I, late 80s. I remember to go into, like, uh, Movie Time Video. That was, like, our mom-and-pop video store in Columbus. And there was a whole wall of nothing but ninja movies. And That's like, right. yeah, American Ninja. I think I watched like five of those bastards. And the revenge, oh, yes. Remember, do you remember the Revenge of the Ninja? Oh, oh yeah. And Ninja so, Four, the d- domination. Where the I, fuck yes, was Ninja One, that. Two, and Three? Oh. Oh, there's yeah. one Ninja. It says Ninja Four. There's no Ninja One, Two, and Three. Yeah, yeah. Where the hell are they at? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, what, what happened to those first three? Yeah, it's just Ninja Four. You're like, okay, I'll watch it. I yes, mean, I. Those ninja, I, I, my parents would be like, "I will take you to the video store, but you cannot rent a ninja movie." No we're more tired that, of yeah. ninja movies. How uh, come they don't have that, like a, a straight like stealth Jedi squad? Well, that's what I was gonna say. My my ver- be, my version of sorry. the Jedi would be that kind of thing, not like crazy assassins, but 
kind of like a ninja type of kind of like brotherhood. Actually, they do. Haas, you might be able to to uh, correct me on this. I can't remember what it's called exactly, but there is kind of like a a secretive kind of like assassin uh, ninja squad thing. They 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 were kind of disbanded going into Clone Wars because they started uh, they started becoming too. Um, Radical. Yeah, yeah. Where 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 they they because all all they were doing was trying to uh, destroy uh, Sith artifacts and okay. people who were who were really um, pushing that. So 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 any of the uh, what you might call it the um, holocrons or or any of the other artifacts like that, they would go out and destroy them, oh, and that was sure. their number one purpose. And they would be only dispatched by the High Council. That, that wasn't in the EU. Yeah, I, that that had to be some sort that? of. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, that sounds fucking cool. Though. I, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. When I read about it, I was like, "That's fucking awesome." Why haven't they done that? So it makes sense that it doesn't exist. Yeah, because yeah, but if if it did, yeah, that, that would be, be pretty fucking, fucking awesome. cool. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, but what about you, buddy? What do you? What would you like to see the Jedi get into? That's interesting because the the way I understand from the trailers and from what we've gotten and stuff like that. The way I think that the the movies are going to continue now, as far as with the Jedi, is that they're going to be almost uh, like uh, super religious with the Force. Everything like uh, like uh, like uh, what's his name, um, the guy in uh, Rogue One, uh, the blind guy, Chirrut. Uh, Chirrut. Where he where he says the 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 force if the force wills it that's the way it's gonna be yeah that's the way I think that they're that uh, Luke is gonna progress now he's gonna say if the force uh, says this should be done it will be done but if it if it does not then I will let it happen kind of thing because I because I, I think he's seen that it was uh, the Jedi have intervened in other things that weren't really there. Their business, yeah, their business or their prerogative as far as being Jedi. So that's that's my understanding as far as what we're gonna see. But what I would like to see, that's kind of interesting. Um, maybe, yeah, I, I I think it would be kind of cool to have more of a, uh, more of a uh, controlled Jedi, I guess, like a like a maybe like a King Arthur kind of thing where you have the Knights of the Round Table, like a another another High Council, but everybody's like a hierarchy of yes, Jedi's. Yes, but yeah, but like everybody's like dispatched differently i don't know it, it, it uh, that'd be pretty similar to the way it was but i always kind of like that where it's it's uh you know kind of like a uh these people up there dictate what the people you know not the peons but you know the the foot soldier kind of thing do i think that would be kind of cool to see I but I, I don't think that's the way it's gonna be done i think it's gonna be different different than what people have seen and what what they think is going to happen. I was just thinking how shitty it would be. Luke opens these books up, reads the books, and says, "Yeah, Jedi can get married. Jedi can be in love. Yeah, yeah, they no do problem. All this Actually, shit. we support you finding a companion mm-hmm. and being in love." His fucking father would have never gone into that path. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how and, shitty for him would that be? Yeah, I don't know. Like, you know, the prequels and Star Wars in general sort of starts to bleed together for me like you know the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy at least and when we were waiting in line for uh the last jedi i was talking to jason and it dawned on me that that whole jedi can't get married or have kids or have you know a partner doesn't even come up in the phantom menace it's not until attack of the clones that that comes up and i true. almost wonder and I, and I don't know this for sure by any means, if George Lucas didn't come up with that idea solely to give their relationship some sort of conflict. Um, yeah, 
I could totally see that. Because mm-hmm. it's not mentioned once in The Phantom Menace. Um, but yeah, it, that would be interesting if, if you know. And well, the, the thing is, is you got to figure it at some point the Jedi were allowed. And that wasn't a rule. You know, who knows in Star Wars history or whatever, how long ago that was sort right. of instated as a rule. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Well, and, and I, and I remember, you know, you know, trying to mix canon and, and legends is, is a little tough, but there, but there have been Jedi, especially like after, after the, uh, the, the Sith take control where they just, you know, disband and they go off, they have kids, they have wives. They say, well, if I, if, if I can't be a Jedi anymore, in the full sense that I'm going to be a happier person. And, and they continue to have good lives. You know, they raise children and they, they don't go nuts like Anakin did. Yeah. That that's all EU. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. All EU. what's funny is uh Kia D who we have the song about, like part of the reason <laughs> that song came about is because in the old EU, he was the only uh, Jedi council member who was allowed to have partners because his species, the Syrians, did you hear that, Steve? I got it right. Um, <laughs> are dying off, right? And he not only does he have a wife, he has multiple wives in uh-huh. the old well, that head. Yet. What you yeah, doing? exactly. Yeah, I'm gonna deny that head. <laughs> Wait, was it was it the all the males were dying off, or just the race in general, the species in general were dying off? I, I'm. I, I can't really remember. Remember, it might be that just the males are dying off, so they're allowed to have multiple partners i think that is the case um or maybe not even that they're dying off it's just that the ratio of female births to male births in their species are so um uneven that that's how they have to conduct themselves so that their species can continue on interesting all right Next up, we've got uh, a voicemail from someone that'll be familiar to you guys. You guys hear from him mm-hmm. pretty often. Nice. That's our buddy Richie from Boston. Yeah. What's up, Paws and Will? This is your buddy Richie. Guys, this week I wanted to ask you really quick about Forces of Destiny. Now, it seems to me that there are enough people complaining about the fact that they're female characters, and of course they're fucking buttholes and there's you know i mean fucking buttholes exist there's nothing you can do about it and you know at the same time there are people out there that'll tell you that if you don't like the series you're this that or the other thing yada yada and you know something i just get tired of fucking humans and the fucking bullshit so give it to me straight if i don't give a lick about what's in somebody's underpants if i just like good characters why should I care about Forces of Destiny? What is important about it? Because I've heard a couple of different things, so I don't know what to believe. Is this canon? Is it not canon? Is it important? I don't know. Give me a good reason to watch it. All right, guys. I think that's all I've got this week. Take care. All right. Well, we definitely covered a good bit of Forces of Destiny at the beginning of the show. We did. Um, it is canon, Richie, as we discussed. Um, a good reason to watch it. I mean, if, if you want to watch, you know, three minute mini adventures with some of the best characters in star Wars involved, and you don't mind that it's not going to be necessarily the most action packed or the most, you know, crazy storyline. They're very simple stories. 
You know, mm-hmm. there's only so complex you can get in three minutes. I do feel that given uh, the fact that it's only three minutes, the writing is pretty solid. It's yeah, yeah, pretty yeah, solid. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Richie, if I were you, let a few of them build up. Um, then on a Saturday or something, sit down with your kids and just binge watch like five or ten of them and have a good old time. Make some snacks. And uh, I guarantee your kids, will, if your kids dig Star Wars, which I believe they do, then um, then I, I think you're going to have a good old time. Um, and, just, and, and, and I'll go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, don't go in expecting some huge revelation about Star Wars lore or characters of, you know, any huge bits of character development. They're just these quick little Star Wars stories and 2D animation starring the ladies of Star Wars. And... I don't know. I think it's pretty cool so far. I'm actually considering, because I want them to be longer, I'm considering letting some build up next week and maybe sitting down on Friday night next week and watching all of next week's at once. Oh, that's a good idea. That's not a bad idea at mm-hmm. all. I, the, uh, Richie, so I think this is a huge step. With the, the Star Wars Lucasfilm keeps making these steps with female mm-hmm. actresses and, and characters. And they could, think about this. They could have picked any characters they wanted to to run this thing, right? So they pick really strong female leads. And the more female leads they pick, the better it is for our little girls and our little boys to be watching them on screen and being into watching Princess Leia save an Ewok or Rey kicking ass. So it, that you know, it, it doesn't matter what gender they are, but why not do it this way? Why not just keep moving the ball forward until we get to a point where – these questions aren't even asking anymore. Exactly, yeah. So if we're going to make little two-minute snippets, why not do it this way? Mm-hmm. And it and Haas is right. It's it's fun. It's Star Wars. It brings you back to your childhood. Fuck it. Watch it. Mm-hmm. Enjoy it. Yeah, I, th- I think this is probably a great uh, gateway if you really want to look at it. It's probably really cool to just say, hey, guys, for especially for your kids, if they're not into it, if they have watched or anything, it's just for anyone. I mean, it's I, I like the idea that Haas has. Let them build up mm-hmm. and then just, you know, sit down and just watch, you know, 20, 30 minutes of it and just go, this is cool and just let it roll on. I watched all of them in a row. Yes, uh, so yes, did so I. did I. And, and, and mm-hmm. I liked it that way. Mm-hmm. Nice. It just so happened that I saw the Ahsoka one last and I was like, this is great. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know what I think? Um, you know, I, I don't, Jesse and I don't have kids, um, but I've been around a lot of little kids and especially like my goddaughters and nieces and stuff. Like, I, th- I think I tried to get them into the Star Wars movies a little too early when they're still in that sort of crazy kid short attention span um, yes. stage where like the, they'll watch stuff, but like a couple minutes at a clip and then they're off to do something else. I think this is going to be really good for them. Because, oh, absolutely. you know, they're short and they don't have to sit there and, and watch for a long, you know, um, and the fact that you can watch several different ones in a sitting, I think will help too. So, you know, I think it's got its place. Like I've, I dig it a whole lot so far. Um, I mainly dig it cause I can imagine, you know, like probably in a year's time, hopefully at least we'll get these all on like a nice little Blu-ray disc that I can just pop in and watch them all at once over, you know, an hour or however long it ends up being. And could, uh, could they put that as a, a companion to like the last Jedi or something? You buy like a two disc set. Yeah. 
They you could. Get, you get the special at Walmart where you get all these popped in. Yeah, special yeah, yeah, great. box set. Yeah. I would like to – I don't know that they would do that only from a business perspective because – that's a separate Blu-ray that they can sell. You know, instead of showing <laughs> it on, Very good yeah. point. shoving it in as an extra, they yeah. can separate that out and sell it to you for 20 30 bucks. And us um, crazy Star Wars fans will fucking buy it. Oh, yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, dude, I, I own the two Ewoks movies on DVD. I will buy yeah. Star Wars-related media if they give me the option. I hear you, Oz. I... Um, I Right there with you. Did you guys any now, Boo? I know this is before your time. It was it was technically before my time. Before I could pay attention to Star Wars, I ended up seeing it later. Um, are you guys familiar with the '80s Star Wars cartoons they did, Droids and Ewoks? Droid, yeah. Okay, sure. so I watched Absolutely. some of Droids. Uh, it didn't. It didn't. It didn't work for me. Like yeah. I, I, yeah, it just didn't work for me as a kid. And I, I really liked Star Wars, and I, I watched all the specials. It just didn't, yeah. It didn't work for me like the movies did. I, I, back then, I couldn't give a shit if it worked or not. For me, at that point, because it was Star Wars, so right. I mean, if if it could have been a piece of dog shit, I would have been. I don't care. I want to watch it. And I'm gonna <laughs> record it. And I'm gonna listen to it later on at night when I record it with my cassette tape, and I'm gonna sleep to it. So yeah, it, if anything said Star Wars on it, I was all about it back <laughs> then. Not anymore, you know, as much. Right. <laughs> but 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 uh, yeah yeah. What, I, what I, was the character's name in Droids? Is it Dash Rendar? No, no, that, no. that's no. from uh, Shadows of the Empire. Shadows of the Empire. Okay. Yeah. Um, the it's best thing about yeah. droids is the opening credit sequence has R two D two playing a guitar. So yes, <laughs> that's right. Walking um, out like a champ. Right. What's funny is I didn't know about droids and Ewoks as a kid, and one Friday night I fell asleep on the couch watching Sci Fi Channel, probably watching Tremors, and <laughs> at like. Five in the morning, do you know like when you're in like that half asleep like state when the TV's on the background and like you're asleep but you can hear the TV? Yes. Mm -hmm. I was hearing C-3PO talk and I was like, what? This isn't the movies. And I woke up and Droids was on late, late at night on the sci-fi channel. And I was like, there's a fucking Star Wars cartoon I never knew about? It was like a revelation. Um, Yeah. 1985 is when it came out. Yep. Uh, On a side note, if anybody out there listening happens to be an animation cell collector, there was an episode of the Ewoks cartoon called Blue Harvest. Okay? Mm -hmm. If anybody knows anybody that has a cell for that episode for sale, let me know. I want it for my collection. I've been looking... Ever since I, I looked, it just randomly, like a year ago, I looked at um, a list of the episodes and saw that there was one named Blue Harvest. So since then, I've been on a search from a cell from that specific episode. I just, That's uh, very cool. It, they, they have them for sale on eBay, like the, the animation cells. It's just hard to figure out which episodes they're from and stuff. So just okay, a side cool. note in case. Anybody, well, good luck. Yeah, I'm yeah, trying. Yeah, really. All right. Uh, and next up, we've got an email from our buddy Brad Love, and he needs yeah. some help calming down. He's an uh, he's an upset fella this week. Uh oh, uh oh. I love Brad. <clears throat> hey fam, I need a little bit of help from my boys this week. In the last month or so, I've been seeing a lot more Rogue One hate on Twitter. I'm having a hard time understanding the logic behind all this hate. It started back when the reshoots were happening. People did not stop talking about the reshoots, and still have not. Now the news about the Han Solo film comes out. 
how it's basically been fucked and I'm seeing on Twitter like a week after people are all like, I'm sick of the Han Solo news already. I don't understand where the double standard is coming from. I thought maybe before this news came out about Han Solo, it was because Rogue One is a spinoff. But people seem to just be over the Han Solo shit already. Doesn't make sense to me. I mean, exact that the exact same thing has happened. They're extending reshoots, and they brought in a new director. On top of that, the guy that's been playing the most beloved character of all fucking time needs an acting coach. You'd think people would be a little more concerned. When this guy got cast, people were saying he doesn't really look like Han Solo, but it's okay. It's all about the acting. Well, here's the thing. It's not about him looking like Han Solo. The guy looks like a fucking goober. Just like just the most ridiculous face. Oh man, Brad does not like him. Especially in that stupid onset photo. He's going to have to have a very hard time making me not laugh every time he shows up on screen. He better do the perfect job, which is highly unlikely, or this movie is going to be crap. But like I said... No one cares. Let him do what he wants. It's been fucking two weeks. The worst I'm seeing is that people are on the fence about it. But it's about Rogue One that people drag on... What's it about Rogue One that people drag on that shit for fucking months, almost a year now, and not with Han Solo? I mean, come on. Everyone from Rogue One is a brand new character. You can't really fuck that up. I hate to be that C-3PO here, but the odds seem way against this guy, who's been in, like, two movies. One of which being the worst Cohen Brute brothers movie yet i don't have a problem with people having faith in this movie it is star wars after all but but where was that faith for rogue one at this point the only thing that makes sense is everyone on the internet ragging on rogue one to troll vader nick that's the only reason i do it (laughs) okay so here's the deal brad i'm gonna try and so i i generally think you know you, you say people are still talking about rogue one you're seeing a lot of rogue one hate Unfortunately, that's going to happen. I preferred The Force Awakens to Rogue One just because it has more of the elements of Star Wars that I find to be my favorite elements of Star Wars in it. And about this time after The Force Awakens, you really started seeing The Force Awakens hate pop up on Twitter and stuff. It's just the cycle of shitty people on... I don't even want to say shitty people. Complaining people on the internet where the internet's never happy. You know, we got <laughs> we we all thought Star Wars was fucking done. There was never going to be any more Star Wars. We get a new Star Wars that was pretty good, guys. The Force Awakens was pretty good. Was it perfect? Right. No. Guys, we'll never have a perfect Star Wars movie again. You know? Some people will say that, you know, there's no such thing as the perfect movie. I think the original trilogy movies come pretty close in each of their cases to being a pretty perfect movie. Um, so, and that's just my opinion. So the force awakens got its hate. Then rogue one came out and everybody liked it. Remember when rogue one came out, it got excellent reactions from just about everybody. And now it's time for it to start catching its hate on the internet. That's what you're no, saying. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's a trendy thing to do the, <laughs> this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. The, the Colin Trevorrow movie came out and got shit reviews, and people started freaking out on the internet about changing him as a director. Should they stick with him? And I was like, mm-hmm. guys, it's it's been one movie. And if Lucasfilm and Kathleen Kennedy have faith in him or in Ron Howard or in in Edwards then I trust them. They haven't fucked up royally yet. No. You know, and, they will down the line. And, but. And, and what I would say is like, 
and this is just the general approach I take to it. So it, cause if I sat and thought about all the problems that rogue one had, I would have been so like, it just makes me too anxious. I'm too invested in this fucking franchise where <laughs> like these things literally make me anxious. So I just have to take the approach of, I'm not going to worry about it until they give me a bad product and they haven't done it yet. I really enjoyed I loved The Force Awakens, and I really enjoyed Rogue One. So that's all I can ask for, you know? Um, and, and, you know, it, it's... <clears throat> the other thing is, with people saying they're tired of talking about the Han Solo thing, is, like, that's just unfortunately what happens now. This shit gets beat into the ground. I don't know if you remember, Brad, or, or you guys, like, when the Rogue One reshoot rumors started coming out, it got beat into the fucking ground oh, because yeah. fandoms in general are sort of a sky is falling mentality where like, yes, you know, you hear one bad thing, then the loudest voice on the internet is going to be the voice that's like, Oh, this is fucked up. Oh my God, the sky is falling. And there was a lot of that with Han Solo. There was a lot of that with rogue one. I got tired of the rogue one conversation as well yeah. it's not the first it's just how many times can we talk about it before we see it you know i think that's right. that's more of what it is you know and um and we're gonna get some of it for last jedi there's gonna be someone who sees the oh, movie yeah, never or, or executives yeah and something is gonna get leaked out where they didn't like something and mm -hmm. that's just gonna be oh my god last jedi is not gonna be good it, well, what are we gonna you do know, sky is falling at this point you know we have yet to have a really smooth Disney produced star Wars movie. The force right. awakens had its problems. They lost their head writer and JJ Abrams and Lawrence Kasdan took over. They had uh, fights about the release date. Uh, Harrison Ford broke his fucking ankle on the set and they had to push back production. Um, you know, all the stuff that happened with rogue one. So well, and the stuff that happened on the standalone Boba Fett movie, um, with, uh, What's his name? Josh Trank. Trank. No, Josh yeah. Trank. Yeah. You know, I don't know how far along that movie was. I don't even know that we can really count that. Yes, they did fire. That's another director they fired. But yeah. I think for very good reason. Homeboy took yeah. a poop. Yeah. Homeboy uh, <laughs> took a poop on set. Yeah, he took a poop on set, and I heard his. But he dropped the deuce. Yeah, he dropped yeah, the deuce. Dropped he pulled out. his pants down and dropped the yeah. deuce in that front is, of other okay. human beings. Allegedly, that is Allegedly. one of the reports that came out. My goodness. And, and I heard that his hotel room was just demolished. His like, house, yeah, the house, house he rented. Right? rented. Um, it was like a zoo in there. He had like yeah. a bunch of animals and, and there was uh, feces. It, it, what is wrong with this guy, man? He had like the dude lost his shit. So of course, like Lucasfilm is like a nah dog. <laughs> We're out. And, I mean, look, you know, he says that people fucked with his um, his Fantastic Four movie, and that's why it's so bad. I don't know, brother. I don't know. <laughs> I think you probably played a hand in that as well, buddy. Yeah, yeah I agree. This guy's like Colonel Kurt. He's just losing all <laughs> of his fudge, I, man. I think it was, oh, yeah, so I think it was more like um, Private Pile. From Full Metal Jacket. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh man, that's yeah. You're right. Jeez. Um. Well, we go uh, ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was saying that Brad is really down on on uh, Enright, right? Or Alden? Is that his name? Alden Enright. Alden Enright. This is what I would say to that. I was going to address that next. It's kind of unfair to to say, oh, he's only been in two movies because 
How many movies was Mark Hamill in before he was in Star Wars? How many movies? You know, how many? Mm -hmm. How how much had Harrison Ford really done? Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, Mm -hmm. you know, all these um, actors and and actresses that we adore now hadn't had much acting experience before. Now, granted, were they coming in to take over? Like he said, one of the most beloved characters in cinematic history. No, and I think. That could be dangerous, but also I don't necessarily know that it's a bad thing that they get him an acting coach. See, the thing about all this, and the, and this is just the way I'm choosing to look at it, is it's all in an effort to get it right. Firing the directors, if they really did have to get him an acting coach, getting him an acting coach, it's all a good sign that they're not just going to let someone turn in a fucked up product. Yeah, they're not winging it. Right, like, think about this. This is the biggest character, one of the biggest characters, iconic characters in film history. Mm -hmm. You're having a kid that's been in a couple movies try to portray this role. Why the fuck wouldn't you get an acting coach? Mm -hmm. I mean, just look at the credits for every single movie. We just saw (laughs) Spider-Man. Every fucking character probably had an acting coach in that fucking Mm -hmm. movie. Oh, yeah. It's not a big deal, people, that he has an acting coach. I I believe, and and I think I said this on Rogue One, and... I don't want people to quote me on it or anything, but I believe Daisy Ridley had an acting coach on The Force Awakens, and I feel I like she did a wonderful did. job. Yeah. So, yeah, that's fine. You yeah. know, listen, I, dude, listen. Al Pacino had an acting coach. Well, the acting coach was on set. Hyman Roth, the guy that played Hyman Roth, he was Al Pacino's acting coach oh, for, throughout his whole entire life mm. until he, he passed away. The guy that played Hyman Roth, yeah, forgot his name, but that's Al Pacino's acting coach, the uh, guy that's in Godfather too. Yeah. He had a fucking acting coach on set acting with him, and mm-hmm. they would go and they would practice rehearse, and rehearse. Yeah. And that's fucking Al Pacino. Mm-hmm. For God's I, sakes. I would think that you, as an actor, you should just do that in general. Yeah, yeah. If in, somebody in did general, do just it, say, look, look, man, I, I got to roll with this guy. They get me over the hump. They help me get into what I need to get into. Mm-hmm. It, it should almost be a prerequisite <laughs> right. to so, have a coach on set or just a person you, you know, a mentor, just someone to be like, look. I, I need this. It, it shouldn't be a, a, a bummer to hear that. No, no I'm absolutely happy about not. It. Yeah. I'll tell you the truth. I'm happy yeah. about it. So, like, um, I used this analogy before, but uh, and, and this will tie it back to our first discussion this evening. Danny Carey, the drummer from Tool, still takes drum lessons from other drummers. Like, and you guys saw the level of drumming he's capable mm-hmm. of. So, pause. After 30 years of drumming, Neil Peart decided that his drumming technique was not yeah. sufficient enough for him. And so he, he went, went and learned to, an entire new method. Yep, that's pretty awesome. He went drumming. back to play he wow. went to playing traditional like with he, he your snare hand sideways and stuff. Yeah, like, he's yeah, he studied Buddy Rich. Oh shit. And he studied the, the techniques of Buddy Rich and using your yeah, the drumsticks. The, the jazz the, style? The jazz style. And he did the rest of his you know, the last ten way. years of his uh career with Rush doing that. Yeah. So yeah, people need to calm down. Yeah and and as far as the Rogue One hate goes, like I know Brad and Nick, like he mentioned, are huge Rogue One fans, and I, like, I'm so stoked that that movie did so much for you guys and that you love it. You, like, just because, don't let the haters—I hate using that term—but the haters bring you down. Like, like what you like, man, and like, you know, I'll tell you right now, you know what a beautiful thing is on Twitter—the fucking mute button. 
That mm-hmm. works That's wonderful. Right. It does wonderful <laughs> things for keeping your timeline showing, you know, your Brad loves who you love seeing stuff from the, the Sith right. list guys, the making star Wars people like, you know, and it, you know, don't take, and I'm not saying Brad is doing this just in general. Don't take social media so seriously. People's, I feel a lot of times, you know, social media brings out the worst in some people and you see the worst versions of of themselves because it's, it's damn near anonymous and it's just going out to the internet. If you're in the same room with this person, like they're not, oh, yeah, you're be not such talking to the same Never utter those exactly. words. Yeah. Right. It's, it's a, it's a false sense of courage that you get. I mean, we play games online, so you, you I'm sure you've heard oh, shit. the morons out there that are just got the biggest balls. Yeah. And, you know, they're they're just saying all kinds of stuff. You're like, yeah, okay, buddy. That's right, dude. Yeah, keep pressing the A button, dude. You're fine, dude. Very, yeah, cor- very courageous fine. to stand behind yeah, your controller. so funny. Yeah, yeah it's, it's so easy to do that. Uh, yeah, man, just develop a strong block game as far as Twitter oh, yeah. and all those things go, man. Just get, get into Dikembe Mutombo and start waking your finger. <laughs> you know, man, I'm about to hit mute right now. No, no, no. Yeah. It, it, t- truthfully, I said this on my first appearance on the Sith list, which was a great honor, and I've been on ever since. Oh, that's nice of you, dude. Uh, yeah. That was this last week's your last week. Yeah, exactly. I know. Yeah, you're but right. still. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I... Rogue One is my favorite Star Wars movie. Well, there and you that's go. Awesome. Awesome. So, it's fucking awesome. I had I I totally mute out and push all the hate aside as far as that goes. I really enjoyed watching that movie and I really liked it. I, I could care less what other people think, especially yeah. if they have hate. I mean, you know, it's not my favorite. I really enjoyed it, but like I'm I would have loved Rogue One to have come out and been my favorite. I'm always hoping that the next Star Wars movie is going to upset Empire Strikes Back, and I can finally say, oh, that's my <laughs> new favorite. It just hasn't happened for me personally yet. You know, yeah. it could, but, you know, it, it, I just it's just the cycle of the internet, like I said. Mm-hmm. People are going to love something, and then they're going to be, like, in a shitty mood one day, and they're going to just want to vent their frustrations online, and they're going to be like, oh, you know what? Rogue One was fucking garbage. And, you know, that's... Just an unfortunate yeah. product of the internet. No, and and any little thing can become just fodder. I mean, yeah. something could go wrong at the craft services table. There's not enough Parmesan cheese or something, and all of a sudden, <laughs> trouble on the set. You know, right. it's like, <laughs> relax, man. Just just calm down. People. But Brad, I am definitely on your side with Rogue One. I loved it. I enjoyed it, mm-hmm. and I love Jin Urso and Daisy Ridley. I am not a Daisy Ridley hater like Mr. Johnny Grosso. No, he's no, a, he's no, a he loves Daisy Ridley. No, he doesn't. I'm sorry, like Felicity I'm sorry, not Daisy Ridley. Felicity Jones. Felicity Jones. I'm sorry, Johnny. Yeah, I, and I'm a big Felicity Jones fan as well. So there you go. You know. Yeah. That's just that's how it's going to be. Um. <laughs> next up, we've got an email from a dude I enjoyed hanging out with at Celebration so much. Finally got to meet this guy, Aaron from OKC. Oh, what a cool dude. Yes, awesome, awesome guy. Dear Halls and Sir Will, I hope that you gentlemen had a good fourth with good folks and good eats. What food did you guys shove into your faces? All right, (laughs) well, I'm going to start off. uh, I had some amazing burgers. Amazing burgers. Did you guys uh, have any special uh, food on the fourth? What did you guys do for the fourth? We're all together. Nice. 
This is a great we list. We had a nice. Sith list fourth. Yeah. And we Les brought some burger patties. But I left the steaks at home. Yeah. He, he, he made it clear that he left. The piece of filth over here <laughs> had some great steaks and he didn't bring them. He brought some fucking burger patties and yeah. cheese. Hey, and then he had the audacity hit, to tell us. To tell us that. And also... Um, do you guys have ketchup or relish or any of the other stuff that make this hamburger? Good? I brought I didn't bring bread, any. meat, and cheese, dude. Yeah, fuck can't you. go wrong. Fuck <laughs> but we also had carne asada. And we oh, also had ribs. Oh, yeah. my mother-in-law, Boo's mother, chicken, had yeah. made some amazing ribs. So we oh. we did it up. We're in the pool mm -hmm. all day. Hot links. There was hot, hot links out there oh too, man. Can't. Yeah, we oh, did it all. God. Don't get don't get started on food, man, because yeah. I think we can have a whole other oh, podcast yeah. going. <laughs> oh, you I guys are making me gravy so... in the first email, and I was like, oh, 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 biscuits and yeah. I'm telling you right now, I could go for some fucking carne asada and hot links. Are you kidding? Me? Hot oh, links, yeah. yes. Mm. Uh, actually, yeah. So before I I, I did make it clear because before I met up with them, I had to actually help my stepfather cook at home so i'm like i'm gonna help him cook so we threw some steaks on we had hot links also some ribs we got pretty got a good amount of leftovers at home man a lot of lots thanks, of thanks for bringing them to work yeah <laughs> i have been you haven't been seeing me but no, i've been bringing no. them to work and eating them right after the gym oh yes <laughs> is there anything the better corner. than a hot link let's be honest man oh, there, there's... No. i love Jeez, a hot man. link i love a hot sit that on the grill and let it get a nice char and then just throw some barbecue oh Stop it right now. Stop it. <laughs> okay. So I have a question for Disney slash Lucasfilm, and that question is, what the hell? Surely those folks know that Drew, Drew Struzan, damn, Drew Struzan is still alive and working, right? Um, where are all the Drew Struzan Star Wars pieces? I know that he did the preview poster for The Force Awakens, but what happened after that? Did they have a falling out? And if they had a falling out, suck it up, Disney. We're talking about Drew fucking Struzan. The guy needs to be doing the poster art. The world missed out on a Struzan-drawn Krennic. Hashtag Mendo. The, the official Last Jedi poster is one of my favorite Star Wars posters ever. You know what would have made that post poster even better? If it had been drawn by Drew Struzan. I'm tired of the <laughs> photoshops, and I'm disappointed that an amazing artist like Struzan is not being utilized. Looking at his career and movie posters, the guy has an amazing resume. Chances are he's done one of your favorites. Big Trouble in Little China, anyone? Drew's mm -hmm. art is important to me. I wish that someone with the power over there at Disney slash Lucasfilm slash MakingStarWars.net felt the same. Tangentially related, if Struzan doesn't do the artwork for Indy 5, I'm going to be very disappointed. May the force be with you, my bearded brothers. Smooches, Aaron from OKC. Um... So you guys, are you guys familiar with Drew Struzan and his yes. poster artwork? I, I'm familiar. They're, they're familiar. You just don't know it. Yeah. yeah. Seen, yeah. I'm sure I've seen a ton of it. Okay. I just didn't know. So he's probably yet. done what? All the Indiana Jones? He did all the Indiana Jones. He did. He's done Star Wars artwork from the beginning of Star Wars. Not every theatrical Star Wars poster has been a Drew Struzan, but a lot of them have. All the ones in the prequels were. Um, he did Big Trouble in Little China. He did um, uh, the Back to the Future movie posters. You know the ones that j the famous ones with Marty holding his glasses up, and they they are just slightly oh, different yes. from two to three. He did those. He did uh, all kinds. I like we could sit here all day. There's an amazing uh, documentary about him on Netflix. I don't know if it's oh, still I didn't on know there. That. Yes. I didn't know that. Now, uh, Aaron was slightly incorrect in his email. Drew Struzan is retired for the most part. He's retired. 
He did come back to do, I believe, the... Um, celebration poster. No, he didn't do a celebration poster. I can't didn't, he, didn't, he, didn't he do this, the giveaways, uh, and not this celebration, the last celebration for Force Awakens? Okay, yes. that I think that was Comic-Con. Comic Con. I'm sorry. Maybe I can't remember, but he did. When, he did. He, he did one of them with with uh, I know Ray and Han. Finn. And, yeah, Han. Exactly. Yeah, he did do that poster. That's the one Aaron was talking about. And okay. I, based off of that, everybody thought he would be doing the final poster, and he didn't. They did one of those the Photoshop jobs, which did not look all that great. the The final Force Awakens poster, I agree, was not great. Um. And I don't know what happened there. There's definitely a story to be told. I don't think you get someone like Drew Struzan just to do a teaser poster that you hand out at Comic-Con. Right. So I don't know if when they approached him, he was like, look, I don't feel like I'm re- I'm retired. Let me just do like a, you know, a teaser preview poster. Maybe that was his choice. Or if they weren't happy with the final product, I don't know. I honestly don't have any insight into that. So that could be it. It could be that, you know, he did this poster artwork for him and they didn't end up using it. And he was like, well, you know what? I'm, I'm retired. I I, I don't want to yeah. do this shit anymore anyway. I'm done. So right. uh, it could be that. It could be that he's just retired and doesn't want to do it. You know, they could mm-hmm. be trying to get him and he's just like, no, nah, I'm, I'm done. Um, I do agree that it's a shame and I do agree that I hope that he does, uh, Indy five for sure, because that would be weird since he has done, you know, Raiders, Temple of Doom, Last Crusade and, uh, Crystal Skull. He's done all of those. He should come out of retirement for that. Do do we know who did this last Jedi one? I don't. That's, I don't either. You know, it, in some ways it is a Photoshop job. Yeah, there are some like the Daisy the the Ray on that poster is not a picture of Daisy Ridley. That's actually drawn. Yeah. Now, uh, but you know the faces. That's like a Photoshop. So it is what Aaron is talking about. It just happens to be a really well done Photoshop poster, um, and it is pretty incredible. But I, I haven't seen them credit any specific artist, which probably means it comes from you know sort of the Disney graphic design mm-hmm. marketing team. Right, a big old team. Yeah, that does all like the Avengers posters and all that shit. Just be happy we didn't get that Spider-Man as the Star oh, Wars one. Oh, man. The yeah. Photoshop oh. Spider-Man one was pretty god-awful. Oh, uh, you guys need to look up. Uh, are you familiar with the company Mondo? They Mondo. do. They, no. uh, their, address, or their web address is mondotees.com. Okay. They do all these amazing short-run movie posters. Uh, oh, cool. They've done some like minimalist Star Wars posters. If you saw them, you've seen this artwork. It was huge okay. a few okay. years ago. Um, they they did the sort of now-famous Empire Strikes Back one that's Boba Fett's helmet with Cloud Oh, City. yes, I've seen them. And they do it. They do it. Return oh, the Jedi Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's where they came from was Mondo. Oh, uh, I... They have a Spider-Man Homecoming poster which is so good and is like when you see a really good movie poster especially something like this that's hand drawn and hand colored like it it makes those stupid ones they did for homecoming look even worse than they already did oh yeah okay i saw i, I saw i saw it in the theater still last mm-hmm. night that one it was still there i was like jesus oh Christ. my god yeah. terrible 
to yeah. Wrigley. All right. We've got two more emails before we call it a night. Um, this one is from our Swedish buddy, Oliver. Hey, guys, your Swedish buddy, Oliver, here. I feel like I say this every time, but it's been a while since I wrote in. I've had a lot of school stuff to do as a science student, and I'm working over the summer, so I haven't had a lot of time. The Chris Miller and Phil Lord situation doesn't bother me at all. At this point, I'm just holding my thumbs for a December release. I really like that The Force Awakens and Rogue One were released only a week away from Christmas. It just made you feel good starting the Christmas vacation off with a new Star Wars movie. I don't know a lot about these sort of things, but why would they want to change the release date to May? Is it just because the originals came out in May, or is there something else? And is it just temporary, or are they going to stick with May? And are you like me, hoping for December, or are you okay with May? Love the podcast, guys. Keep up the good work. Oliver from Sweden. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I, You know, honestly, if they were to delay Han Solo to de- December, I think it might actually calm some people down to where... At this point, if they said, look, we need to delay this movie to December, I'd be like, that's fine, guys. There's clearly been some bad shit going on behind scenes. That's making me nervous as it is. If you guys need another six months to finish the movie and get it right, by all means, uh, delay it. Um, As far as why they changed it from December to May, there's a few issues. Um, Next year in December, they have... Fucking um, Mary Poppins to the Dream Warriors or whatever coming out, they, <laughs> you know, and I, I could see them not wanting it to compete with that. But on the other hand, if it's in May, it's going to be so close to Infinity War that it's kind of crazy. Yes, um, I I don't really understand it myself. You know, I know Avatar is something that apparently they don't want to um, fuck around with too much in December. Although I feel. If you put Star Wars against Avatar, James Cameron fucking pisses his pants. Yeah, he's he does. James Cameron Absolutely. won't do it. He won't do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, he'd move that shit real quick. Yeah. yeah. And and but you know, before when it was just George at Lucasfilm, he would do whatever the fuck he wanted. Now you got Disney in the mix, and Disney has a ton of other movies they release out through throughout the year, so they have to take that into account. They also have a huge deal with James Cameron, considering they just opened the world of Avatar in um, mm-hmm. Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom. So you know, maybe they don't want to piss James Cameron off of it because of that. You know, there's all the when it be, you get Star Wars involved with a big corporation like Disney, there's so much more that they consider as far as the production and release of these movies. So, and that might be that might have been a side deal with Cameron himself saying you to move it. Well, just like if, if you want rights to have this in your theme park, yeah, you just it. make sure that Star Wars doesn't come out when Avatar comes mm-hmm. out. You never know. You never know. And then yeah. you probably never will know, you know? Yeah. No, no. The, uh, I'm with Oliver. I was really getting into the December releases of these movies because it's the I'm holidays not- and like I'm already excited that it's the holidays. I'm working less, so I've got more time to go see it a bunch. Um it was becoming a tradition. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And Christmas tradition. The last two years, and you know, I'm sure it'll continue this year, the Christmas tradition is after we do the big Christmas dinner with my family and all the kids open their presents, my dad and I sneak off and go see the new Star Wars. There you and go. that's been really <laughs> cool. Awesome. So Very cool. for that reason alone, selfish reasons, I would love for it to go back to December. I understand the the nostalgia reasons of having it in May with you know that being the traditional star wars release month 
but it also doesn't bother me. I'm impatient. I would love to go see episode eight and then five months later be able to go see the Han Solo movie. But yeah. really, I just want him to do whatever is best. Yep, yeah. I agree. I think I think it comes down to all all just business. Mm-hmm. I think I think what I think what you guys say with James Cameron and all that that makes sense. But I think with them having Infinity War and all that, I think they want to dominate the month of May, push all the push that all the way into June, where they still steamroll all the other movies, and then also um, what is it the uh, the uh, what is it the yeah and then and then having it in December. Yeah, I, I did like it as a tradition. It was yeah, nice. So did I. Yeah, it worked. But yeah, I think it all comes down to down to business. I think they just want to annihilate all the other movies at the start of the summer and just and just steamroll all the way into all, all you know most of June. Yeah, take over the summer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you know it's going to be very weird if Han Solo keeps the release date and I believe Infinity War is at the beginning of May and Han Solo's towards the end cuz I'm super excited for Infinity War. Yes. And going to see that and then, you know, two or three weeks later, there's a Star Wars movie out. That's going to be crazy. That is going to be crazy. Well, that's murder on the pocketbook, too, man. Yeah, for sure. Because <laughs> like, it's yeah. expensive to go to the movies now. Yes, yeah. it is, my Jeez. man. And then, and then, like, you know, for Star Wars, I, I do this thing where I try to see it in as many different formats as possible. Um, when the new ones come out for The Force yep, Awakens. I do, I do the same. And Rogue One. You know, I saw it in regular 2D for the first showing because I just want to see the movie. I don't want the 3D glasses. I want to just, for my first viewing, see it on a nice, big, clear screen with the badass sound. And then after that, I'll check it out in real 3D, IMAX 3D. We have one of those dome IMAX theaters here, the huge oh, ones. That's oh, bad. yeah. So I saw, you know, both of those on that. And then last year, I actually went for the D-Box uh, showing of Rogue One, where like your chair moves and shit in sync with oh, those. 4D. Those are awesome. Yeah, yeah. it's called 4D out here. Yeah, yeah. 4D. Yeah, they're called, it, which is a terrible name down here. They're called D Box. <laughs> yeah, they're called D Box here too. Oh, oh okay. is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah 4D D Box is what they call it. Oh, oh I just, right. I just yeah. stopped at 4D. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and you know, so I'd like to try and catch it a lot of formats, but like, Infinity War is one of those movies. If it's good, I would definitely probably see more than once. I'm not going to if if Star Wars is just a couple weeks away because like I know I'm going to be trying to sandwich in like five to ten viewings of Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Man, we, your, we saw your, your movie budget must be ridiculously shit. high, Haas. God damn. We saw Homecoming last night, all three of us, and uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming. We saw it in an RPX, mm-hmm. which is an Edwards type of IMAX. Very, very. Uh, I was very impressed. Yeah, no, it, it, yeah, it really is really cool. Awesome, Sound yeah. is great. Nice. Yeah, I don't know if then, you guys have them over there, but and then every theater has their own version of IMAX. So kind of, yeah. yeah, yeah they, so there's like screen, XD, and then yeah. there's yeah, whatever so, they want to call it. How uh, we were talking about this? You were talking about my movie budget. How expensive is it to go? Because look, the cost of living down here is pennies compared to you guys. Like, oh, okay, yeah. Like if uh, I, the house I live in is like a ninety thousand dollar house. Oh my god. For gosh. a three bedroom you oh know, my house. Like you need oh, to geez, stop that's like right now. Yeah. That's was it like a five hundred, four hundred? Actually, 000? yeah. Actually, Haas, it's funny you talk about that because on the radio this morning, uh they were talking about the home prices in California. The median home price to start off just just buying your first home five hundred thousand dollars. Yep. Yeah, I would see and so, you know, it's maybe fifteen <laughs> which is still 
I'm not saying it's not it's it's cheap to go see a movie, but it's like 15 bucks here. 15 bucks to see an IMAX film or just a regular film? Um, I think when I go to like an IMAX, you know, you're probably looking at 20 then. Okay. Which is still okay. a you know, chunk of change. 40 bucks last night. Yeah, last night it was, I, 20, bucks. It was 20 bucks for the RPX version. Yeah. And it's and it's Edwards. Edwards, for some reason, I don't know if you guys have them over there. Mm. They're very expensive. Yeah, and then, and then we concessions do is total. Yeah, so yeah. I spent about 40 bucks total for yeah. some popcorn. We, we do have the, theaters here yeah, that are see, 10, 11 bucks. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what I was going to ask, Haas. Is, it, is that just the ticket price, or does that include popcorn, soda, oh. and all that fun shit? See, Hell no. See, look, I ain't going to fuck around. Jesse and I... <laughs> We pull a Han Solo and smuggle our own snacks in ah, all the I, time. Like, I love look, you, man. Look, I love you for I, that one. I, I yeah. tr- like the one thing. Like every now and then, I want some theater popcorn, so I'll get that. I always get a soda. I I don't know what it is. Like I agree. I gotta have a soda when I'm at the theater. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, Raj and I argued about this the other day because I said I, I have to have one. It, it can't be like Coke Zero or anything. It's got to be oh, just no, flat I, out. I get a Coke. Coke Zero. I just. You know. Uh, yeah, it just has to be soda. Yeah, like That's so. Happening. I go, I go diet sodas. So, but the thing yeah. is, is like, I, you know, I could sneak in a soda too, like a twenty ounce. But I, I don't know what it is. It may be totally mental. Like it's just a psychological thing with me. Fountain drinks are better. So, like, mm-hmm. I gotta get that giant fountain Coke or diet Coke in my case, or yeah, Coke Zero you. or whatever, and just sit down and enjoy a movie. But yeah, like, you know, sometimes. I get the the urge for some theater popcorn or the worst a theater hot dog. I don't know why. Every now and then, I'll be going in there and I'll just be staring at them on that fucking rack rolling. I'll be like, "Why am I getting a theater hot dog this time?" There, it says, there are a couple theaters out here that offer uh, White Castle cheeseburgers. Oh, yeah. are you fucking kidding me? That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but they're like six bucks, man, for yeah. two. Oh, no, so, and then, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then California, there are other theaters man. that have uh, like the dining theaters. They bring you actually legit food. Oh, yeah. Like they bring you fried chicken. Uh, the, uh, I saw one where they bring you like, an actual pasta dish. Yeah. No, no, it was a pasta dish. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Like actual food, yeah. food. Yeah, like, I, beer. we've you got a beer couple, and shit like that. Yeah, we've got a couple of like of those, um, relatively close to us. It's just, and which I think it is very cool. Like, you know, people people are going to the theater less, so they're having to amp up the movie going experience to get people to go. They're having to add these extra things like D box and IMAX and these fancy theaters where you sit in damn near a recliner and you have full service. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, you can order off a menu yeah. and stuff. I just don't know that I want to eat a full meal while I'm watching a movie like that. No, you're going to yeah. fall asleep. Yeah. yeah. Get the itis. Get the itis. Oh, ribs. Fuck mm. that, dude. Well, we saw Jason Bourne in a theater like that, Raj and I, and I was out within uh, 30 <laughs> minutes. I was, you put I, the I laid back and I'm like, out. I'm a, I said I'm gonna fall asleep. I don't want those. This is chairs. not cool. Fuck oh that, no, dude. Yeah. no, the chairs are the worst thing. As long as it's not leather, because no, you I can flat out lay down. Leather, like you yeah. can flat out lay. No way. Oh, I want to be uncomfortable, and I want to be able to just put my feet up if yes. I can, and eat some popcorn. Yeah. And drink some coke and watch the fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't it, need to be fucking comfortable like I'm, that. No. <laughs> I'd be waking up with like barbecue sauce all over my shirt. Right. Like, oh, <laughs> what happened? What, what happened? happened? Did they win? Where am I? Did the mighty ducks win? <laughs> but but to go back to you smuggling, that's how I ended up getting Crunch Crunch as my moniker. Oh, I really? Some some peanut butter M and M's. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's all history from there, man. That's yeah. funny. That's funny. All right, so we've got one last email, and it's from our buddy Han Brolo, 
Hey guys, and hey Halls and Will, random question. What are some of your most goofy, weird stories about dear George Lucas? Oh man, I love this topic. I <laughs> love this topic. Um, I don't know, how, I've probably talked about most of my favorites on the show. One of my favorites is, are you guys familiar with The Force Unleashed, the video games that came out a few years back? Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, played we them. played it. Played yep. Them. yep. So in creative meetings about that, the writers of the game were talking with George Lucas about how they wanted to give the apprentice his own Darth title. Like they wanted to make him Darth such and such. And they were asking George Lucas for his uh, input on that. And he, (laughs) he suggested two names. And I don't know, like, look, let's be honest. George is a weird guy. Like, he's a quirky guy. So I don't know if he was being serious or if George is just the most expert ball breaker ever. But he told them (laughs) that they should name him either Darth Icky or Darth Insanus. (laughs) Darth uh, Icky. Darth Icky. Well, good thing you didn't name him Icky Anus. That would be awesome. (laughs) Darth (laughs) Icky Anus. Oh, my God. That would would have been bad. (laughs) So I really enjoy that one. There's also a story that Seth Rogen told one time about meeting George Lucas, and all that George Lucas was talking about was how the world was going to end on December 21st, 2012, and and about aliens and stuff. And see, to me, that one makes me think George Lucas was just fucking with him. But who knows? Who knows? You don't know with him. Yeah, you don't know with him. And... uh, And one other one that I know of, there was a Darth Maul game, video game, in development at one time uh, before they sold to Disney and all of their sort of video game projects and development got canceled. Um, And it was going to be in the style of like the Batman Arkham games. That's how the combat was going to work and stuff. And you're going to be playing as Darth Maul. And once again, at a creative meeting, George took a statue of Darth Maul, like a little figure of Darth Maul, and then this character called Darth Talon, which is from the Expanded Universe. And it's a Twi'lek, if you're familiar with those characters. They're the ladies yeah. that have like the long tails on their head. Right, the, yeah. And she was a Sith, and she, so she's all tattooed up in red and black like Darth Maul. The pro, and he put these two together, and he was like, make these two characters friends in this game. That's my idea. Well, the problem with that is Darth Maul is from the prequel trilogy and Darth Talon was from this series called Star Wars Legacy that's set like 500 years after Return of the Jedi. So there would be no way these two characters would be together. And like, no, we can't do that. You know, they explained it and he was like, I don't care. Make them friends. Make these two guys (laughs) friends. That's awesome. Just do it. Yeah. So yeah, I heard I heard there was a story where uh, George Lucas was uh, was with Ahmad Best. Uh, Ahmad Best. What am I talking about? Um, yeah, is Ahmad Best who played Jar Jar? Yes. Yeah, Ahmad Best. Um, and the Michael Jackson came on oh, set or something. You they heard were, about this one? They were backstage at a Michael Jackson concert. There you go. Yes. And Lisa Marie Presley was there, and uh, he <laughs> he introduced Ahmad Best as this is Jar Jar. Like, hi, his name is Jar Jar. Oh, and Ahmad Best oh. looked at him and go, what the fuck? Motherfucker, yeah. And, and he, Michael Jackson left, and 
he said, why did you name me? Why did you say my name was Jar Jar? And he yeah. goes, because he wanted to play Jar Jar. He's been bugging me to play Jar Jar forever. Oh, that's so, right. Yeah, so he named him Jar Jar, which is pretty funny. It's funny because just sit and imagine in, in an alternate dimension, that happened. Michael, Jar, or Michael Jackson played Jar Jar. Michael Jar Jar Jackson. Holy. No, that wouldn't. No. MJJJ. (laughs) JJJB. Yeah. My gosh. Lisa, love you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Come on. Make sure to keep him away from the younglings. No. Oh, come on. We're killing. I love Michael Jackson, guys. Oh, look. Same shit would have happened. My would have been a different saber, though. No. no. Flesh saber. My favorite, uh, oh, my very first two albums I received less as a kid were Thriller and Bad. I'm with you on the love and Michael Jackson, but look, no. let's be honest. You're right. There's, there's uh, some yeah. shit we got to come to terms with. Okay, Rod <laughs> says that shit to me all the time. He's like, I, look, Les, Michael Jackson's the best, but he fucking lost his mind. You're pretty yeah. sure. Uh, all the time. Something was up. He is the best, but it gets a little crazy when you have yeah. height. Warning infrared things for yeah, adults for, for adults yeah. to warn you if adults are coming oh. to the room. Yeah, the music is great. Stop the it. The person is bad. Please, I don't want to hear this. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna take my headphones out right now. Come on, uh, man. He made thriller. Thriller. Yeah. He did. That's right, Dave. That's, I say that. I do that. That's garage. I go, come on, man. You made thriller, man. Yeah. yeah. That only gets you so far. Yeah. yeah really? I'll get you far, but so far. Yeah, that's not a get out of jail free card. No. It, 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 apparently it was. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, well there's there's my, apparently it was. was yeah. He didn't go to jail. So, yeah. um, one of my other favorite, and this is actually something you can go and watch today. One of my favorite George Lucas things is during the premiere for The Force Awakens. They streamed it all on YouTube, like leading up to the movie, all the red carpet stuff, and they're interviewing George Lucas. And as they're interviewing George Lucas, Frank Marshall, um. Kathleen Kennedy's husband, who is also like a super movie producer, who just earlier that year was part of the release of Jurassic World, which did crazy at the box office, comes up behind George Lucas. George Lucas finishes his interview and he turns around and sees Frank Marshall and they have this all on mic because the lady that's interviewing George Lucas is standing right there. And Frank Marshall, like given George Lucas shit, goes... There's no way you guys are going to beat Jurassic World. And George Lucas goes, we're going to crush you like a bug. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, oh, Great. he's gangster. Oh, George is gangster. <laughs> oh, he's gangster. Just watched TMZ last week. He was gangster. Oh, yeah. He's like, get, a fun, yeah. <laughs> get a job. Get a job. No, he's, he's the shit. Uh, he's still the shit. Yeah, he's uh, still the shit. Yeah. No, no. The, the the thing for me that that is the funniest thing, and 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 you know, calling him a gangster is the. I'm sure everybody's heard this, but the whole uh, no underwear in space thing with Carrie Fisher. No. How he's able to pull that off and and explain that to her, I would love just to be a fly on the wall for that conversation because oh, that must have been extremely awkward, and to see it work would be just shocking be like what how did that <laughs> how did what how did you get that to fly so either either he is the smoothest talker in the world or Ooh. she was just like okay yeah sure whatever you want yeah because yeah, <laughs> if, if if that worked just off of the smoothest level he probably just he probably just had his at his uh in it when he was a young kid just his way with women, apr like, yeah automatic yeah. panty remover yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't so, I, I'm, I'm not trying to hate on george but something tells me maybe it was was back in the day 
But just from, you know, more recent stuff, something tells me he's not that smooth of a talker. No, exactly. He's great in interviews and stuff, but I'm just saying, like, on that sort of level, I don't know that George is like, oh, what's up, girl? Yeah, take off your panties. Yeah, that almost right. sounded like Mr. Hanky right there. <laughs> <laughs> Howdy ho, ladies. Yeah, oh, <laughs> take off that... your panties. <laughs> All right, so that's gonna do it for this evening, guys. Thank you so much for uh, helping me out this week. I really appreciate it. No, oh, it was you. a pleasure, man. This it was an honor for us very, to be on uh, Blue Harvest, man. Mm-hmm. Thank you for inviting. As I said at the beginning, you guys uh, produce one of my absolute favorite podcasts, The Sith List. I get to tune in every week and hear a little bit of Star Wars, a little bit of Marvel, a little bit of DC, some Walking Dead, and uh, Game of Thrones, and uh, all kinds of other good geek shenanigans. Uh, why don't you guys uh, give us a little preview? What do our good listeners have to look forward to from you guys this week? Well, we have our dog. I don't know if you can hear him, but the dog is barking like crazy. Um, so this week we're going to talk, obviously, some Spider-Man Homecoming. So if you've seen Spider-Man Homecoming by the time next Tuesday rolls around, please tune in to the Sith List. We'll be talking about that. We'll be talking Marvel, DC. We'll be talking all kinds of uh, geekdom out there. So please, yeah, we'd love to have you. And and, and we, love, we love Blue Harvest. We love Rogue One. We love the Making Star Wars Network. And everybody's been so amazing to us. So... Uh, thank you, by the way, again, Haas, for yes. everything you do, and thank you for inviting us on here. But you can find us on iTunes, Google Play. You can find us on Twitter mm-hmm. at the Sith List, at the Sith List Blue, and then at Less Is More Seventy Eight. There you go. Awesome, guys. I'm looking forward to hearing what you guys thought about Spider-Man. I don't want what you guys thought about it even spoiled for me, especially my buddy Boo. I am literally <laughs> going to hold on to that pot because I'm wondering at this point if I even am going to have a chance to see Spider-Man this weekend. I'm hoping beyond hope that I can, but right now it's not looking good. We got a pretty packed weekend, Jesse and I. So <sighs> hopefully by next weekend at the latest I'll have a chance to see it, and then I'll be able to fire it up and hear what you guys heard. Don't break my heart, boo. Don't go breaking I'll- my heart. Oh, I, I yeah. can't guarantee anything, Haas. Oh, no. Oh. no. That doesn't, that doesn't oh, mean he's, one way or the other. He's, he's, he's trolling you right now. Man. <laughs> it's time for you to mute this kid. No. Yeah. Am I? <laughs> Am right. I, sir? <laughs> well, I look forward to it, guys. Once again, thanks so much for helping me out. I appreciate it. Uh, you saved uh, my good listeners from having to hear me be like, what's the deal with Forces of Destiny? All by myself. <laughs> what is that all about? Um <laughs> If you guys like our award-winning theme song, you should check out the band that was kind enough to donate the music. They are Stoned Cobra, and you can find them on iTunes, on Spotify, and at stonedcobra.bandcamp.com. I don't do this often. Leave us some iTunes reviews, guys. We've gotten a few new ones over the past uh, few weeks, and they've been very kind. I can't uh, thank you guys enough, but... We could always use a few more. Help us climb up those iTunes charts. Yes. And um, that's going to be it. We'll see you guys next week uh, for Blue Harvest. Uh, I've been Halls Burkhart. Come on, guys. In- oh. Oh. <laughs> this is less is more. <laughs> <laughs> this is Arash. This is Carlos. May the force be with you. May the force be with us. <laughs> <laughs>